You like podcasts with themes and purpose? Love them. Me neither. Oh. That's why we created the Potato Potato Podcast. You mean Potato Potato. Sure. Great. Then check out our show. Every week we have a special guest from the world of improv and entertainment. We promise we won't stay on topic. And with some help from the human bag of garbage intern Rich. We're best friends. Nope. Nope. And the voice of reason Sam. You're doing this ad wrong. We make a show that somehow makes sense. We've been told the show's like hanging out with your best friends, but let's be honest, your best friends are kind of jerks. Yeah. So check us out every Wednesday on the Nerdist School Network. The Nerdist School Network. For class and show information, visit NerdistSchool.com. Have you ever worked in food service? Yes. I worked at a burger place. You did not. Mm -hmm. Did you work at one that's famous that we shouldn't talk about its name? No, it was a campus. uh, It was called The Burger Place. No, it wasn't. Mm -hmm. And you just, I mean, you You bought burgers there. (laughs) (laughs) It was pretty, like, small. So Mm -hmm. really only two to three employees worked Ooh. Per shift. So you couldn't just be on the register and not have to be near the grease. No. Cause, and also it was so small because it's like in a campus food court. Yeah. Because it was at SDSU, which I think it's not even there anymore. If, if whenever I talk to like young, yeah. fresh young people that just got out of SDSU and they're like, oh, have you seen? I'm, I'm specifically channeling, channeling Matt as a yeah. It's so funny. Sometimes you will be like, uh, I talked to a person and it was like, hey, man. <laughs> and I'm like, I know who you're talking hey, man, about. What's up? Uh, oh, awesome, man. Um, Someone was just like unerringly positive. Yeah. Um, who, like, they'd be like, oh, all that's gone. And I'm like. <laughs> Does it ever sound like a who's on first conversation? You're like, I worked at the burger place. And they're like, which one? And, and I'm like, like the, the burger, burger place. place. They're like, the burger place? The burger place. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was like me and, us- and it was just usually one other person. Mm. And if you were at the cash register, you were basically like in the steam from the, Ugh. like, it was pretty gross. You smelled terrible afterwards. That sucks. Um, and I, yep. And we would eat free burgers for lunch because mm-hmm. that was free yeah um and i remember having like regulars that like there was this one guy that was like so sad and he would come every day and really bashfully order two double bacon cheeseburgers with two sides of ranch and an extra large soda oh. and i think i enabled him because sometimes i wouldn't charge him for the ranch that's nice of you <laughs> sometimes a guy just needs some ranch sometimes to drown his sorrows so i introduced my sister to mystery dip last night yeah because we went to McDo. Mm-hmm. And so I got all the dips. And she, like, the first, she was like, I guess. And then she did it and she was like, this is really fun. Should we explain to the listeners what mystery, what mystery dip, dip is? is? I mean, we can assume that <laughs> everyone listening, I don't think we've actually ever no. explained on anything. As we we've say, never as, explained it anywhere. Because we, we, it's a pre-show it's amp. It's a pre-show up ritual. amp. Ritual. That's true. <laughs> so this is some, like, this is some deep dirt. BTS. Um, it's called Mystery Dip. Mm. And you can play with any number of players. Yeah. But it, really, there are two people. It needs to be at least two. At least two. You can't Unless live you're like, just spilling dip no. everywhere. You gotta be two people. Um, the dipper mm-hmm. uh, closes their eyes, can't see. Right. They hold out a fry, an onion ring. A dipping implement. A chip. Yes. Some something, kind of thing you would eat. Yes. Yeah, something dip. that you would eat with dip. The dip. P? P? <laughs> There's really no other dude. Yeah, uh, other person. The sauce man. Sure. Let's call him the, that's what they are. Saucy they, boy. <laughs> from an array. Oh, by the way, there's an array of sauces. Yeah, a variety of sauces. I would say at least four. Yes. Ideally, it is every sauce that that restaurant offers. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to Bur- Burger King, everything that they have in the little plastic tubs. Mm-hmm. If you're at a Mexican place, it's every kind of salsa. Mm-hmm. So you have the array of things and the person with your eyes closed, gets to know the names of everything. 
and can see yes. everything before Although they we, dip. We have played it where you don't know, and it is much harder. <laughs> it is very hard. It's really, and especially <laughs> when they have names that are non-descriptive. <laughs> Yeah, that's like advanced level. We can't. You can. You'll get there someday, but let's not. Let's overwhelm not. Yeah. Okay. So, I close person puts their hand out in front of them, holding the dipping implement. Mm-hmm. The sauce man picks up sauce of choice, lifts it to where it is just what like an inch below the dipping implement. Yeah, you're not gonna lose the dip if you put your hand down. Yeah, you're gonna go right into it. Tells the the dipper it's time. Yeah. <laughs> Dipper lowers and moves around, testing the viscosity mm-hmm. of the sauce. Mm-hmm. At that point, the dipper makes their first yeah. of two guesses. Yes. Guessing what they're dipping into. Mm. This is the most fun guess because you have the least amount of information. Also, I feel like a lot of people think that this is a, um, it's an extra guess. Why do you need to do this guess? This is a excessive. It's not. No. Because... It tests your te- your texture knowledge and also makes the second guess <clears throat> way more fun because yes. you have an idea of what the sauce yes. is and it is a roller coaster ride. Yes, it's also it's sort of like you're at bat. Like if yes. you catch it on the first one, it's a home run. You feel great if you, you might get a base hit, and that's also good. Okay, yeah. so then you take the dipping. So the sauce is pulled away. Yes, the dipper is then instructed to put the dipping implement with sauce on it in their mouth. Yeah, which they do. Now it's time for the second guess. Yeah. This guess is what, okay, as Kelly said, the experience of having an idea of what it is based <laughs> on your own guess. Yeah. And then experiencing what it actually is, is a, is a roller coaster ride. It's it, so fun. It's so fun. <laughs> it, it can be scary. It can be scary because you could be thinking something sweet. You'd be like, oh, it's honey barbecue sauce. And then you got some chipotle salsa yeah. in your mouth. And you're like, it's a shock. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. And then you have to guess what that difference was mm-hmm. because you're not coming at it straight. You're coming no. at it on a curveball. Yeah. And then you make your final guess. Yeah. You're, it is a much easier guess. It's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> the second one is pretty easy. It just takes a while. It takes a while. And meanwhile, all your friends are watching this. Yeah. Delighted. Yeah. And then if you get it right, they all go, yay! yay! And then they clap. And it's very, it's fun. It brings everyone together. And nobody, it's one of those things, it's hard to get right too. So nobody's yeah. mad at you if you get it wrong. Yeah. No, There's a very low risk of failure. Yeah. I feel like everyone, if you get it wrong, they're just like, oh, no, it's not that. That's it. It's like, they're <laughs> yeah. not like, oh, you suck at mystery dip. <laughs> oh, what? Let me try. Yeah. No. It's called mystery dip. It's so fun. And everyone gets a turn. It's, it's really yes. fun. There's lots. And the more dips you have, I think the better. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. The more dips. And it also gives you a chance to sample the variety of a certain. Sure. Absolutely. (sighs) But your sister liked it. She thought it was so fun. Yeah. We haven't done McDonald's. I guess we can't, though, unless we come up with other fries. Yeah. Because we often play with vegetarians. Yeah. And their fries are not vegetarian. Which I feel like I didn't know. So I feel like now I try to tell everyone at every opportunity. Yeah. Because. That's horrible not yeah. to know that. One, like, really conscientious um, vegetarians will, like, know to ask. But if you're, like, new to vegetarianism or, like... Sure. Because I remember the burger place that I worked Ooh. at, the tater tots had beef fat in them, too. Oh. But our fries were vegetarian. Okay. But then if you think about it, they're all fried in the same oil, so then there's con- <sighs> contamination. Oh, no. I don't know. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, no judgment. I'm not a vegetarian, so I definitely don't get to judge. Mm-hmm. But if you're a vegetarian and you... Are spending significant amount of money at a place that, yeah, makes burgers. Like you're sort of like contributing to 
Yeah. That, well, because you're just buying the thing. Well, it depends on what your what your like reason for vegetarianism. You're right. What your philosophy is. is. So yeah, if you're doing it like because you don't like cruelty to animals, like. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're basically just like putting the wool over your eyes, right? Sheeple. <laughs> I mean, as a meat eater, I my wool is thick over my eyes. My it's so thick. Well, it's sheared you're, right yeah. off a sheep and smashed on my face. <laughs> Same. Um, sometimes I think about it. I'm like, oh, is that a more? Evol- it's probably more evolved to to stop eating meat. Yeah. If you care about like your individual impact on the oh totally planet. I mean like there it's it's way better to not eat meat um but I do so <laughs> I mean hey I was vegan for like eight months hey good for and you then I was vegetarian for like was two it, years was it right after you worked at this burger place and you're like oh, oh no I never worked at a strict burger place okay one of my early. Because I've worked at a series of sandwich shops mm. in my, like, that's... Oh, I know that you got yes. that, uh, we can bleep this if we need to, Mendicine. No, I did the, I did the Mendicine most recently. Mendicine's good, dude. It's so good. It was probably the best, no offense, Bob Belly, it was, like, the mm-hmm. best food. Yeah. Of, so, like, m- the food kind of has improved at every successive You've sandwich shop. You've been moving shop. up. Mm-hmm. Um, but my first one was this place called Surf's Up. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a sub and pizza restaurant, like, right off the beach, uh, at the beach where I used to do summers and stuff and mm-hmm. my the summer after my senior year I spent the whole summer there mm. so I had to get a job so my mom and I drove up it was like Easter and my mom was like you need a job if you're gonna stay here for the summer wow <laughs> and so I had like three resumes printed off my computer oh my god and I like walked in to this one this place because I had always eaten there when I was a kid like that was my place because you get a slice and a soda for like 350 or something mm-hmm. so I was like, I could work at Surf's Up. My mom was like, okay. And so she walked me like to the door and she, I don't think she came in with me, but she was like standing there and oh I walked in and I was like, I asked to see the manager and I, sh- it was so, it was one of those things where I was like, this is what adults do. Even though now it's not, I know, like I will never apply for a job that way again. Mm-hmm. Um, with your mom standing right outside. <laughs> right with my mom outside and like, I'm, was, I think I was in flip flops. <laughs> <laughs> beach, it's okay at the beach. It's beachy. It's beachy. Um, and then he was like, come back. He's like, yeah. All right. Cause I had been a lifeguard. That had been my job previously. And so I had, that was of course on my resume. And so he hired me and was like, come back after Memorial Day, which when I think about it now, like he didn't, I don't think he had my phone number. No. I guess he probably took my resume, but I just showed up. That's crazy. <laughs> um, but there was a fryer there. Cause like beach fries yes. is like thing. People love that. So I had to work the fryer for like two shifts the whole summer there was one guy we called we either called him dorcas or doofy or something (laughs) oh my god (laughs) he was like 16 and so and like the junior person so he had to just stand over the fryer every day all day oh my god and the rest of us just kind of didn't i sometimes would make sandwiches but mostly i liked working the register i could see you liking to work the register (laughs) it's so it's so fast and like when buffy was all confused i was like buffy yeah i know i was like She's like, there's so many pictures. I was like, the fact that they're labeled by pictures, girl. Girl. And whatever. She doesn't have experience. She's also bad at retail. But yeah, yeah I if I had to work at a, in, if there wasn't, if I have to go back into the sandwich game, mm-hmm. register. Interesting. Or taking calls over the phone. I don't mind doing that. I hate. See, that where this is our opposite. I register, I would probably do calls over the phone. Nightmare. Oh, I don't mind. I don't like, at my last job at Mendocino Farms. I would get lunch orders that would get backed up. So there would literally be, we opened at 11. 
people would call at like 11.15 with their lunch order uh, for 30 people, and I would have to tell them 2 p.m. Oh, my God. Because we just literally yeah, didn't. Yeah, We couldn't make that. Like, we already had, we, we just couldn't, didn't have the capacity to make any more than we already had committed to. So I didn't like that. I hated disappointing people. Yeah. But yeah, the thing of just like someone being like, I want a foot-long turkey with, this is not something you can buy at Anacino Farms, but <laughs> I want a I want a drunken goat in Highway 128 yeah. without yeah. the cranberries. And like, I'll write down your fucking order, yeah. type it in a computer. Mm. I'll take your money, make change. I love it. Yeah. I'll take your credit card number, even though I'm not supposed to on the phone. Oh, really? It's a security thing, but it's also mm. like. But you, have fun telling those people. Exactly. And it'll be, and especially for lunch orders in the city, like you're going to send an intern. Yeah. So making the intern have to ask their boss for their credit card is a much annoy- more annoying thing. And it speeds up the process because then they can just come. Sign it. Sign it and go. Yeah. The worst, I always felt really bad for the, there were a lot of times, and I call them interns. Sometimes they were PAs or writer's assistants. Like they weren't always, sometimes they were paid, but often they were not allowed to tip because of their stupid bosses. Oh my God. So like they would feel, because it would be like a $200 order and they would tip nothing. Oh my and god! And sometimes they like they like pull money out of their pockets. So they're like crumpled. Money. Yes, they like give me like crumpled dollar bills and like oh put it in god. the tip jar. And I'm like, oh, you don't have to, but <laughs> also, I need you to. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. So working in food service can be tough. Yeah, but um, you can have really cute hair while doing it. Yeah, and apparently not have to wear a hat. I was noticing that. I was like, uh, put that clip that hair back, girl. Did you have to wear a hat at Burger Place? Uh huh. Or we had a. You can have a hat or a visor. Oh, I prefer a visor. I usually wore the visor. Yeah, I was a visor you can girl. do whatever you want with the top area. And the length of your hair doesn't matter. Exactly. Yeah. And honestly, a visor would have worked better in Double Meat Palace. Yeah. Because I, I think she didn't want to cover up her hair. I mean, sure. that hat was horrible. Horrible, <laughs> horrible hat. <laughs> when they said people don't return the uniforms, I was like, then they're burning that hat. Yeah. Because no one is reusing that hat. No. Can you imagine just like cutting the little tail off the back? <laughs> Oh. Welcome to another episode of Hellmouth. I'm one of your co-hosts, Kelly Nugent. I'm another of the co-hosts, Ryan Mogi. And today we're talking about two episodes from the middle of the sixth season, Gone and Double Meat Palace. In our cold open, we talked n- almost nothing about Gone except for her haircut. Well, because I'm worried that when we start really getting into talking about Gone, I'm going to sound like last week. And sound like a big prude. Well, <laughs> because it continues the like intensely sexual relationship between Spike and Buffy. Well, in the, a grody way. Sometimes. The things that like, well, yeah. And like, honestly, I'm going to say blanket statement. I don't need this episode. I don't need it. It's not like it's too silly. Like the music yeah. is too plucky. I liked the final showdown. Between, I liked that we had a whole fight between four people who are all invisible. I, I thought that was fun. No money for choreo. <laughs> I liked it. I liked that Willow like helped win. I liked that because she hasn't really gotten that been in that position much since Buffy came back. Mm-hmm. So I liked that final scene. I also liked the idea that the two that Buffy and Willow look at these three guys and are like, "Oh no, yeah, we're not scared of you." Um, and that they live to fight another, that those dorks live to fight another day, even though they didn't really earn it. Yeah. So, but the whole episode isn't, doesn't, isn't worth those three minutes. Yeah, I did enjoy, uh, you're right. I did like the, um, like that we get to see uh, Willow 
be actually in both of these episodes, we get to see Willow be a hero without magic, which yes. was great for her. Totally. So things are really looking on the up and up for her, and I think uh, she's gonna be. It'll be everything. It'll be perfect. Yeah, I think she's put her whole life back together. Mm-hmm. Um, so nothing will ever go wrong again. Yeah. Good job, Willow. Um, but yeah, as long and- as you drink. Seven to ten bottles of water an hour. I was just thinking, poor Allison Hannigan, probably. Like, she's probably not even drinking half of that because it's like, you're going to have to go to the bathroom. Okay, and why isn't she just drinking one? She's drinking very small bottles of water. Mm. Drink a bigger bottle of water. Get a Nalgene, girl. Yeah, refill. Mm-hmm. I guess it was before that was more the thing. Like, it was when water bottles were the thing. But when she's at that kitchen table and there are, like, five empty bottles on the table, I'm like, come on, girl. She should go to Seven Eleven and get the, like, big old... The big yes, one. Yes, the gallon. The one that has the handle. With the handle. That's how you know you're serious about your hydration. Yeah, that's when you see a guy that like, okay, you know the type of person that's carrying that? He's wearing flip-flops. Yes. Basketball shorts. Tank top. Okay, but it, he's buff. It wasn't born in tank top. No, no, he cut it. He cut it. And his shoulder like goes, you see why he cut it? Because his shoulder goes like over where mm-hmm. the seam is. He's like, like I'm his too shoulders big are too for big, it. Like, he didn't actually break the t- t-shirt with his shoulders, but he felt like he might. So yeah. he had to cut it out. He was protecting the shirt. He's got a baseball cap on. Yes. Tight, yes. like low over yes. his face. And he has like those su- sunglasses that are like probably Oakley's. Oh, they're totally Oakley's. If he's inside the 7-Eleven, he has put them um, on the back of his shirt. Yes. <laughs> or the back of his ears. Why on the back of your shirt? <laughs> Why? Why? Well, because here's the thing. The front of your shirt, which I started doing... I think I've done it since I've known you, but yeah, I didn't used to do. But it kind of is like I like looks it. Like li- like oh, I just I'll just keep these here, and then it makes your shirt yeah. into a V neck. Like yeah. I like it. I like it because it's like it's like the two thousand two K seventeen version of like just got out of bed hair. Yes, it's like oh, I'm just so I'm so oh. busy, I'm so casual. Oh my god. Okay, I'll need these later, but I don't need them now. Yeah, I'll just put them here because I'm that loosey goosey type of gal. <laughs> oh, does this mean you get to see more cleavage? <laughs> I didn't even notice. <laughs> oh, what a funny byproduct. Um. <laughs> But, so, but yeah, the behind the – or sometimes they wear them – I think it's a yeah. baseball thing, like on the ears behind. Mm-hmm. I know that look too. I don't know if this guy is doing that, our friend with the water bottle. I think he could. He could. I think he very well could. I think he has – um his pickup truck has like that fox emblem on it. Yeah, With the like – I think it's like a dirt bikey yes. type thing. He likes dirt biking. He likes off-roading a lot. Oh, yeah. I mean that's – that is his weekend. Yeah. He, he actually – He goes out to Glamis. He spends his weekends in Glamis. He wears the flip-flops, but you can see at his ankle, like, mm-hmm. a tan line. Yeah. For sure. Like, he wears the flip-flops, like, when he takes off his riding boots. Yes. He's definitely got some kind of tan line on his legs going. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. He's, like, a nice guy. He's a solid guy. Like, if you needed to move, oh, he, he would, would help, help you move. And it would be so fast because he's so strong. He's so strong. And he's got a truck. Yeah. He's, like, the perfect help move helper. Yeah. We don't, why don't we hang out with a guy like this? Why isn't he in our crew? <laughs> Because we're, like, too lame. Okay. Well, <laughs> all right. If I meet one first, I'll introduce him into our crew. Okay, great. <laughs> bring, I trust you more than me to bring that type of person into our crew. I don't know what that means. Because but... you're, like, nicer and friendlier. I'm, like, weird and awkward and, like... Everybody likes you. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you said that without looking at me. <laughs> no, because I didn't know how I was going to say it. Here's what I think. I think that I am... I may be friendlier to strangers. Mm. But I think that you are a more magnetic magnetic person to strangers. So I may be more mm. welcoming to them, but I think they're like more likely to be like, Ooh, Kelly's cool. I want to know Kelly. Very well, rarely does anyone say, Ryan's cool. I want to know her. What? Are you serious? Well, no. And then I walk over to them and then they find. I've and then they're like. <laughs> ah! But people don't silently like. I don't think people. Sil- 
tell me where these groups of people are like congregating and I will go find them because like honestly oh no you won't you would hate to hang out they, they would totally weird you out <laughs> <laughs> a whole group of people who have just been like Kelly's really cool I wish I could hang out with Kelly uh, well, you know what? Find me when I'm like in a really bad place. Okay. And then introduce me to those people because <laughs> sometimes things are rough for 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 the little Kelly mind. And <laughs> oh, here's what I'll do. I'll I'll start a group text chain. Oh my god, what? You know yes. these people well enough that you know their phone number. Yes. Um, <laughs> but I won't give them your phone number, so it'll just be a huge group of people. And I'll be like, hey guys. <laughs> oh my god. Kelly's having a they don't know your birthday, a birthday party okay, coming great. up. Don't let them know my birthday. No. And I'm like, she, but I know she, I don't know if you guys know her very well. Do you guys know her? And mm. then it'll be like, no, she's so cool. I wish I knew her. I wish I knew her. And your number will just be one of the numbers, but none of them will know who's who. And I'll be like, just for fun, let's list the things that <laughs> we like about her. And I'll be like, you know what? She really wants for her birthday is an acrostic poem of her whole name. <laughs> So what does K stand for? That is the lamest thing in the world. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know which part is the lamest. <laughs> Group there's, there's layers of lame. It is the dorkiest thing in the world. No wonder oh. I think it's gross when Spike fucks Buffy in front of Xander. Yeah, I think I'm just oh too god. lame for it. Well, okay. Here's the thing. I didn't like it. I think for a little bit of a different reason that you didn't. Okay. I didn't like it because, like, Buffy is, I mean, he says it, where he's like, where she's like, I thought this would be, like, your, like, perfect Perfect thing. thing, yeah. Which, like, Buffy, what the fuck are you talking about? He's never indicated that he wants you to be his, like, secret sex person. Absolutely not. And he is, like, rightfully, like, what are you talking, like, no, like, get out of here, which is, like, but at the same time, he's still fucking her. So yeah. it's like he knows that she will never want to be seen in public with him. Right. Ever. And that the only time that she'll come to him purely like unveiled wanting sex. Yeah. Is when she is literally invisible and mm-hmm. n- there's no chance of finding her and um, or no chance of detecting her. And yet he's still enthusiastic, like, okay, fine, I'll take this. Yeah. And so to me, it just seems like like really pathetic on Spike's part. It's totally pathetic. And it's also a sign of how, I mean, she has that big moment of like, I don't want to die. Great. <laughs> but in her depression, she's her selfishness is so amplified. Yeah. She has no empathy for Spike. And even, like you said, her thing of like, yeah, you, isn't this your perfect situation? It's like, no. You're Why saying, would she think that? You're saying that because it makes it easier for you to get what you want. Mm-hmm. But no, you're not thinking about him at all. Mm-mm. Like she has no empathy toward his position. Like the way that she's like so obviously framing it to seem like I'm doing this thing that you want. It's like almost like it's like preventive gaslighting. Yeah. Because it's like, nah, no. like, you know, you know, that's not what he wants. No, you know, he's that's in love with you. Yeah. You know that it's like, like, you're taking one quality about what he wants and then like mm-hmm. pulling it over and like making a new sweater with that thread. Yes. And being like, this is the sweater you want. But it's like. But at the same time, it's a flipping of what he's doing because he feels like that's a card he has to, he can play. Mm-hmm. Like when he comes to her house in the middle of the day smoking, which again, what is sunlight? How does it work? No, we don't know. We don't know. <laughs> it's the sunniest day in the world. It is so sunny. It made me hot watching it. I was like, oh my God, no. Open a window. <laughs> so he shows up and his his move is like, 
he says he's there for his lighter. But he starts fondling her. Yeah, he's like fingering her in the kitchen. I mean, she's wearing jeans. So he's like rubbing, rubbing her, her, presumably. Yeah. I mean, I think that's what he's doing based on hand placement and, and reaction. Like her reaction. Yeah, I don't think he was like touching her hip bone. I don't think so either. And when they pan down and he's in her pocket, I was like, yeah, okay. Uh, well, I think that he quickly put his hand in there before the camera got there. <laughs> oh, Spike. Um, but yeah, so like the um, his move is to try to sedu- to appeal to that part of her. Exactly. I mean, he's being cheap too because he knows. So the only way I can get to her is through just purely sex. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to do that. Yeah. I mean, it's not a good relationship. And like... Maybe I was just not in a good place when I was yeah. watching this. I was watching these yesterday when I w- was not feeling awesome. Mm-hmm. But it was just like the whole part with her, like playing with those hacky sacks and making them look like she was, eyes. She got so silly and happy so quickly that it didn't feel justified in the narrative. It like, didn't. If she first did all those silly things on the street, mm-hmm. like I'm invisible. Oh, my God. And then she like started messing with people. And then she showed up in the magic shop and was like mm-hmm. happy. But like. I don't get why her immediate response is to be so happy. And, like, be, like, way too silly. Like, I wrote, this ep is too silly and underlined it. And I usually like silly. Yeah. But this was, like, it, the fact that this episode exists after, like, Tabula Rasa smashed and Mm -hmm. wrecked, it cheapened all the rest of those episodes to me. Because it was like, oh, is this just a series of gimmicky episodes? Now Mm -hmm. Buffy's invisible. Ugh. When it's like, yeah, I don't know. I feel like Willow's story arc justifies it in a little, in a way. Because mm-hmm. I feel like Willow from starting with Tabula, well, starting before that, but like if you go to Willow, Tabula Rasa through uh, Double Meat Palace, there is this arc that is like fairly grounded. There's elements of the ooh, magic as drugs metaphor that are tiring, but I feel like her character works. Mm-hmm. I think Buffy is just all over the freaking place. Yeah. I mean, she. Li- I feel like the reason she has gone into this thing with Spike is because she doesn't want to be alive anymore. Yeah. And then them to be like, she's giddy at the idea of getting to play invisible doesn't really make sense. Yeah. If she used the time to be invisible to like pretend she was dead and then she enjoyed that a lot. Yeah. I was I just know. picturing feels- her like going out into the woods and like sitting and being by herself or something. Like the fact that she's like, I'm just gonna fuck with people. Or does she, what if she observed the world around her? Yeah. And saw, or, you know, what is Dawn like when I'm not there mm-hmm. and saw how much Dawn needed her? I don't know. I guess using this to be like, and maybe that is why. And I don't think it's that I am a prude. I mean, whatever. I think that <laughs> the, some of the spike, Buffy stuff in the second half of the episode feels like a sex romp. Mm-hmm. And that's not really where either of them are. Yeah. Like, what? Well, like, yeah. It like, totally, it's not cute to me. Exactly. It lightens it up a little bit too much when, like, I think what we see of their stuff in, like, Smashed and Wrecked is yeah. much more what this relationship is. Mm-hmm. And then this is kind of like, like, with that, like, fucking plucky music playing in the background, it's like, like, the soundtrack. Or the, like, not soundtrack, um, like, soundscape of, like, the OC. Yeah. When I'm like, what? It, like, this is not what this is. No. I wonder if there was a network note, like, we need to see more Naked Spike. Because the amount of, I forgot how much Naked Spike there is. There's a lot. And there's, like, some lower pelvic Yeah, region. I feel like there are very few parts of him I haven't seen. I think it was, like, people are hungry for more Naked Spike. They like the Naked Spike. 
maybe like the ratings, people were talking yeah. about it. They had some intern scouring the message boards saying like people are talking about this nude spike. And I'm sure they were. And maybe I would be more excited about it then. But I I don't know. I remember being happy to see yeah. him without a shirt on. Like I remember sure. thinking like, oh my God, he's so cut. Which yeah. he is. He is. He's so cut. He has not eaten food. He's subsisting on like water and honeydew. (laughs) Sometimes like a protein shake. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Um, No, he looks great. Yeah. I think it's also like the Xander scene because I empathize with Xander and I would be so grossed out and annoyed if I found out later that I was in the room while my friends were having sex and they were talking to me and not told me that I'm sorry, happening. the part with his ear made me want to throw <laughs> Like, up. that would, I think that's what it was. It was I'm disgusting. empathizing too much with Xander in that scene and uh, tell me to go. I will leave. I'm fine. Like, yeah. And that's how I used to feel in college too. Like, I do not mind being sexiled. Yeah. Just let me let make me that be, choice. Yeah, let me make my, let me make self-determination. Yeah. Do not force me to be a passive observer in your sex life. I'm yeah. not interested. Thank you. I feel like 90% of college is, like, trying to avoid observing other people have sex. <laughs> it it's like, well, because the other 10% is to find an unobserv- unobservable place to have sex. Yeah. And then it's, like, failing to do that, uh-huh. forcing other people to observe <laughs> your public sex. Yep. Um, no, and it's true. They are in college. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I think it's that one scene that really, I don't know. Maybe I'm just, whatever. I, it, it, when I think of it from Xander's perspective, if later he found out, that's gross. I would just be... And also the fact that, like, Buffy is kind of getting off on it, too. She like, totally is. And that's the thing that bugs me so much is that she's so... So we're finding... Right. Fine. Fine, fine, fine. She's fucking invisible and we're seeing her true feelings and that she, like, really is getting off on, like, being with Spike. Yes. Okay. Fine. But, like, I just... Like, the intense shame... And self-loathing that she was experiencing two episodes ago mm-hmm. or even one episode ago. And then now the, like, giddiness. Yeah. Well, and then she goes right back to it when she's having sex with them in that alley. She's not excited yeah. to be having sex in that alley. She's, she's bummed out, man. She's so bummed out. Like, that is, I guess maybe it, it feels out of character. It feels like a different character. Mm-hmm. Totally. It just, and a character that I, maybe I don't find to be as the kind of person I would want to be friends with. Like, like yeah. a less cool character. Like that person, it just is seemed like so a harmony selfish. move. Yes, which it was like what, and maybe that's what Buffy is if she takes away all of her sense of responsibility. I was just like, like maybe that's her id. Maybe, and maybe yeah. I mean, everyone, and that's the thing too, where it's like everybody acts out, right? And so sure, sometimes we act on our ids, and it's like that's just like a thing that happens, yeah. with you. But it's like, I, I don't enjoy watching it yeah i think that's what i don't enjoy watching it and i think sarah michelle geller's face could sell me on it yeah. her voice and these like tr- the <laughs> camera tricks yeah didn't sell me on me it neither so i think if we were i don't know how they would do it but like i think a good performance from sarah michelle geller maybe could have gotten me interested in buffy exploring her id sure but like weird wiggling ears oh so disgusting that and even as like I have long been a Spuffy. Even that. I'm like, ew. Sick. Disgusting. I do, like, ew. I'm just imagining his ear moving around. I like, know. that's so disgusting. It's so gross. I don't want to know how they did it. Was it just someone with a green screen finger? I'm sure. Or they, like, tie a fishing line in his ear and, like, <laughs> yank on it. 
<laughs> I hope that's what exactly what happened. Um, um, oh, I had something. This is going so far back. This sure, is like sure, sure. first five minutes steps. Uh, when they're talking about the candles and Buffy says to witches, they're like bongs. Does that makes no sense, right? That makes no sense. It's really embarrassing. It's embarrassing. That's right. I said it's dumb. <laughs> it's dumb. Well, like, I guess because we know that Buffy, like, doesn't really know a ton about magic. Yes. And I think the the point with the fertility god is a good point, too. Like, that mm-hmm. lived in this house before Willow did. Mm-hmm. And that's not... And yes, sometimes Joyce brought things home that then caused like zombies. The <laughs> <laughs> People died. Like, including her best friend. Okay. Yeah. These things happen. Oh, poor empanada. <laughs> poor empanada. What was her name? Pat? Pat. Um, but yeah, like, sometimes Joyce's things did have magic in them. But Dawn's assertion is so fair Mm -hmm. like why are you getting rid of everything like Buffy has no nuance to her view of what needs to stay and what needs to stay that's always been her though it's like like that's how she deals with everything and then it's like now with helping her friends recovery she's like everything must go yeah I mean she calls other people a fashion victim and she wears a little black bra with a sheer tank top oh my god that outfit with like brown pants and a belt yeah there was I mean, oh no, they weren't brown. They were jeans because we got an insert of them when his hand was inside them. Oh, that's right. Also, her wig is horrible. A wig on a wig on a wig. It's such a bad, and it's not even a color her hair. I think her hair was that color in I Know What You Did Last Summer. Mm-hmm. But I don't think her, or maybe when she did Scooby-Doo. But like her hair has not been that honey color on this show. Mm-mm. I don't think ever. I mean, we've only like, because her hair has had like a weave Yes. Last episode and then the episode before, it was like the weird clips. Yes. It's so like, I feel like her hair has changed to that color since she cut it yeah. outside of the show and right. has had to fix it. It just, it looks so fake. Mm-hmm. And here's a tip for anybody using any kind of wigs, like let's say you're using a cosplay wig or anything. If you want to make it look more real, um, use a mascara brush and um, either mascara or... Uh, any like any kind of ink yeah to darken the roots yes that will help you you will look more real mm-hmm. because right now it looks so fake it looks so fake and then they draw attention to it by having spike touch it the part where she's like <laughs> in her room and like sits down and puts her head down it looks like that wig's about to fall off and then they cut <laughs> back and it's like perfectly back on and Ugh. she's like staring at herself have you ever done that cut your hair with scissors and I've a really wanted angry to, way. I've wanted to so like not okay, here's the thing. I want to in theory, but mm. I've never like had long hair and been like, oh, I'm just gonna do it. But I've done it, it to seems my like bangs. It would be so fun. Yeah. It'd be really fun. It seems so satisfying. Yeah. You should be like chunk, chunk. Yeah. And then you ha- I mean you have to go get it fixed. Like it's you not gonna be to. perfect, but just that would be so just like hold your ponytail and just mm-hmm. be like Psh. Yeah. That would be so satisfying. What if I did it right now? Oh my god. <laughs> I have a ponytail. I wouldn't know what to do. Ryan, oh my god, the way that you cut it, <laughs> the way that you had it, that would be the worst haircut in the world. It was it so short on top. <laughs> it would look like, it would look like, um, like monk tonsure, but without, because it would be shorter in the back, <laughs> the top, and so, so long, long on, the on the sides and back of your hair. All right, I'm not going to do it. Oh my god. Um. But it does everything that is. people do it on TV. I'm like, that would be so. And it probably was really fun for Sarah Michelle Gellar to do that. To yes. that fucking wig. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll just get a wig. Yeah, you can try that. 
Um, you know what I didn't mean? What? The gay panic again with that social worker coming in and asking if Buffy lives with another woman. Especially because Buffy does and why hide that? That yeah. is the dumbest thing to hide. Like, she lives there. It's not like Willow is staying there while she recovers from her addiction and Buffy doesn't want the social worker to think Willow is there. No, like Willow gets mail there. Willow mm-hmm. lit that is why hide that? Because the gay panic is palpable. It's crazy. Would she do you think she would be as interested in hiding it if Willow and Tara live there? Exactly. Or like let's say Xander lived there. Like yeah. any other person substitute someone in that wasn't gay. And I don't think we would have gotten that. Like, oh no! I mean, she's gay, she gay but we but don't, I don't gay. gay with her. It's like what? Like, why does that even fucking matter? Yeah, it's so stupid. Like, so annoying. It just seemed so tone deaf, and like, I didn't need it. Well, yeah, I think that my problem. I have a whole problem with the social worker part because they just act like the social worker is such a jerk, and I it's know. like the social worker is the straight man, Buffy. Yeah, you're the weirdo. Like, you're acting so sketch. Yeah, like. I mean, because you could even say, like, this is my best friend, Willow. When my mom died, I knew that I needed help with Dawn so that Dawn is, has someone in the house every night. Or what? Like, there's so many reasonable ways to explain why Willow is there. Mm-hmm. There's so many reasonable ways to say, no, he's a friend of mine. He had left something here. He came by to pick it up this morning. Yeah. Like, you're the one acting like a weirdo. The social worker yeah. is reacting to your craziness and then you get her fired that was the kind of crazy part where it's like the social worker is supposed to be seen as like evil when i'm like and and when she says like in that like bitchy way like i'm here for dawn's best interest it's like it's weird that like that person is seen as a villain Mm -hmm. when i feel like normally they're not if you're just acting normal yeah i mean it might be the idea that you're on probation like sure Especially because Dawn is fucking up. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know she's committing crimes all day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's, yeah. she's a little sticky-fingered bang- bandit. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I feel like the social worker is right. I yeah. I'm, I am a big stick in the mud. Well, but I, I think the social worker is, is, from what she's observing, we know Buffy loves Dawn and will take care of Dawn and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, she's just seeing, like, creepy dude in a trench coat acting mm-hmm. creepy, Buffy acting squirrely as hell, lying mm-hmm. to her face. Because mm-hmm. she asks her, does anyone else live here? She says no. And then we know that Willow lives there. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I don't know. If you're a social worker, you come into that house, it's chaotic. The person who's supposed to be in charge is lying, doesn't have a job. Mm-hmm. I mean, and here's the other thing, too, where it's like, okay, sure, maybe separate of being a social worker, this character is like, you know, power hungry, whatever. Yeah, yeah. If we had seen a little bit more that this person herself was not good but instead we're just seeing like by virtue of her job she's bad right because like yeah the only thing we get to see that she herself is not awesome is when she like super rudely walks into the house sure without being invited in fine but that's it do you need do social workers need to be invited in like i'm as it's like from i don't know because i think they probably would not get invited in a lot well i think if they waited for an invitation I think they at least would be like, may I come in? And if the person's like, mm, that's not a good time, they're like, sorry, I have to come in right now. <laughs> I like, think uh, I asked, but it was like not a real question. Yeah. It was one of those polite questions. Yeah. It's oh, politeness over now. Yeah, I just feel like she could have done a perfunctory, like, You're right. may I come She's in? She's being nosy. She's certainly nosy. She's certainly nosy. But isn't that their job? That's kind of their job. Especially, and this is the first visit we've had in eight months or yeah. whatever since 
since yeah. Joyce died. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, I do think that she could have been more empathetic to Buffy, but yeah. she didn't deserve to be uh, made crazy and destroyed. Do you watch Doctor Who? Um, I stopped after. Did you see the episode where there was the female prime minister? This is like, I'm making like an A to B minus connection. Okay. Um, it was a David Tennant season. Then yes, I would have seen it. Okay. Oh, yes. And he like destroys her entire career by saying to another, to a man on staff, doesn't she look tired? I don't, and it brings sure like, so like that. she, he, she makes a choice. He doesn't like everything, you know, they mm-hmm. save the world, whatever. And then he's, he starts a rumor that she's like, he says, doesn't she look tired? And because essentially patriarchy, her, ent- it, that's the end of, I mean, it, it isn't like headlines the next day. She's tired. But mm-hmm. that is the beginning of her downfall as a, as a world leader. I'm going to, um, okay, I'm going <laughs> to like probably alienate a lot of people. That's fair. But is Doctor Who kind of sexist? Um, the people who run it have said and done things that make me think so. Okay. But I wouldn't say the text, I think the text can stand, just like is Buffy homophobic? No. Mm-hmm. But there are definitely things you can point to that are problematic. Okay. So I would say that I think, and I, and yeah, I would say that there are elements that are problematic. I read a recent thing and now I can't remember what he said with, uh, I think it was one of those guys. Stephen Moffat, I think, mm-hmm. where he said something and I was just like, you are so sexist and I can't handle you. <laughs> and now I can't remember what it was. I'd have to look it up. But yeah, there's the fact that there's never been a female doctor. That kind of bums me out. The thing that like my question is, so like also like why is his helper and I'm doing quotes, always, a young, always a young woman and then he's always a man and then it's like why – well, and sometimes once it was an, uh, a woman, a peer woman. Did you watch the Donna seasons? And I love Donna. Oh, um, I only saw like the specials with her. Okay, them. so she is his partner, and she like doesn't fall in love with. She's like not. Oh yeah, she's, she's not in love. With, she's no. not interested. <laughs> she's I, not interested. I, and I love that about her. Yeah, yeah, their dynamic is fantastic. I love her to pieces. But the end of her story is because the world is going to break or whatever. It, the stakes are very high on the on the show. Uh, she essentially is set back to the person she was before she met him. Only her grandfather gets to know the secrets of the Oh, universe. I knew that. So she I goes back, that. and so she's just regular Donna. Now, regular Donna is It's cool. a Christmas time thing, that Yes, time, right? I think it's a yes. Christmas special. But she goes back to just, like, she gets married, she has a normal life, but she never gets to experience this greater, grander adventure. And that's the solution for her, is she gets put back mm-hmm. to who she was before she had adventures. And it's, like, so sad. That's really sad. <laughs> and she she was my favorite. But, like, even then, it's, like, this woman steps out and has this amazing life. And then the result is she gets put back. And, like I said, she gets married. Mm-hmm. Not that getting married is the end of your life. But, like, she goes back to a very conventional – I think she's even, a res- like, a secretary. Like, I think she mm-hmm. works as a secretary. Like, her life goes back to the most, like, conventional, expected life. Mm-hmm. Which is very retrograde. Yeah. Um, I also, you know what tires me about that? And I liked, and I loved the, I love David Tennant. I loved, like. Oh my God, Christopher Eccleston gave me life. When I first saw that oh, season. Yeah. That season, I, I mean, it's a very cheesy show, but his performance, mm-hmm. I loved. Like, I, I enjoyed what I watched of it. It's yeah. just that, like, 
the thing that I don't necessarily need more of in my life is like a man showing a woman the wonders of the universe. Yes. It reminds me of like when you date a guy and he's like, he thinks it's his duty to like show you all these like things that like all this like fandoms and shows like, yeah. you know what I mean? When guys get like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm like that, but I get, but no, but I'm like that with like, Hey, <laughs> right, we but I talked don't... about this. Sure. But uh, you're right. But I'm not the patriarchy. So exactly. there's not, it's not as loaded when I'm that way. To and, <laughs> Like, I feel like, I, I don't know. I've just, I've been around a couple guys who have been like, oh no, it's, it's a, my duty yeah. to show you this thing. And then when I try to tell them this thing that I watch, because I, like me and you, oh we God. recommend things to each other 100%. all the time. And you, we have, uh, we're both good at finding specific niche and fandom that we like. Yeah. So it's not like we're not, I don't watch what's on CBS when I turn on the TV. Yeah. But it's like, I'm sorry, boo-boo. But if you tell me that I need to start watching Game of Thrones, I'm like, get out of my life. <laughs> You don't know me. I I've watched that show, but like when guys I'm almost like, offended when people assume I haven't seen I know. like a thing like Game of Thrones. I'm like, or that I don't know the basics of like Doctor Who, like we just talked about. Yeah. Like, I'm like, didn't you not see how I'm a nerd? Like, yeah. of course I'm familiar. Like, yeah, come yeah. at me. I know. I know what you say when you say eleven. Like, I'm not confused, yeah. friend. Yeah. Oh my. But you know what's so <laughs> crazy? It's like. The, the like when guys think that there is a courting period of dating where it's like their time to show you all these like new yeah. things and you're like like they saw uh, Aladdin and they took that very long oh my god they're, they're like, <laughs> oh my god is this a sketch that we should write <laughs> I can show you the world oh my god actually that's really good or he's like, like have you watched Game of Thrones <laughs> Daenerys is a strong female character and you will like her because you're a girl <laughs> <laughs> It's the like, latest seasons of Simpsons are underrated. <laughs> Give them a chance, you'll find you like what they have done with your favorite characters in this world. It's like, yeah, I think it's true. Fandoms are, I think, more annoying to me, or like especially TV, movie, comic, because I, I want to talk to you about it. Let's sure. talk about it, but like I don't need you to tell me about it. Music isn't annoying to me, but it is like. At this point in my life, I've sampled a lot of different kinds yeah. of music. Like, I kind of know what I like. Yeah. Like, I'm happy for you. Do you but know I what don't is my gotta nightmare? Listen. I don't you know gotta listen to any album. Okay. I'm a guy. You're okay. over at my house. Ooh, okay. I'm like, I got these two separate headphones hooked up to this record player. I'm going to ha- play you some of my favorite songs. Oh, like while I read a book? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a couple of my Kindle. I just want you, I want to look in your eyes while we listen to like, have you heard the most recent um, Radiohead. Oh, you know what? I think I kind of stopped I'm Radiohead gonna, at like OK Computer. No, I'm fine. You, it's really underrated because it's like it's like aging for a man is like different than it is for a woman. So like I want you to experience kind of like the idea of growing older, but then also like recapturing your youth. So like let's listen. Let's take a listen. You would leave. I, I think I'd be like uh, my friend Kelly just texted me. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like I don't know. I think I would listen for a little while, but I know, Ryan, once I, you start listening, this guy's going to make you listen to the to entire thing. I mean, I'm never going to his house. This is the last, this is the <laughs> end. This is my final gift to him <laughs> is this time together. Because here's the thing. And I come from, in my family, like the family dynamic is the men uh, do the soundtrack of mm-hmm. everything all mm-hmm. the time, mm-hmm. which is fine, partially because the women in the family don't care as much. Sure. Or we're trained not to care. We'll never know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I'm used to that. Like, so I wouldn't mind if I went to someone's house, a guy's house, and he, and we were hanging out, and he was just like, 
didn't ask me what he wanted to listen to and just like put on something. Sure. That's fine. Or like he put on that Radiohead album. Sure. And then every once in a while while we're talking, he like stops and is like, listen to this part. Because like, oh my God. <laughs> better than let's stare in each other's <laughs> eyes while we wear dual headphones. <laughs> right? I mean, maybe that to me that I could like handle. Like I can yeah. handle being with someone whose soundtracks are lives because sure. I, like I said, that is a male role that I'm used to. Yeah. I also just don't care about that. I don't care unless it's like, um, yeah, sitting in silence, <laughs> <laughs> listening to it. I can't read a book. Like I said, you I can't do it. You have to listen. Yeah, yeah, that's the part. It's like I can't read a book or we have to sit in silence in a car. Like I love music in a car. Sure. But if, if we have to just listen to the music and we can't do other stuff, no, 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 no. I want to I wanna read a book or have a conversation. Yeah. Or sing along. That's the other thing. You're going to play music I don't know. I can't sing along. What if it's like music that does not have lyrics? Like jazz? <laughs> Is this guy Ryan Gosling from La La Land? Because I've thought about this. How long could you be with Ryan Gosling from La La Land before you would drive you crazy? Because he's Ryan Gosling. Yes, he's super handsome, he's super handsome. very charming. Play, and he can play the, the piano like nobody's business. Mm -hmm. Like, there's a lot about him that's great. But there's so many things about him that would be so annoying. I just feel like there are, like, so many things are romanticized in movies. And people try to cinematize their lives yes. to be that way. And I'm like, that's insufferable. Yep. I mean, that got, I feel like that character is cinematizing his life within that movie. And then the movie cinematizes his cinematization of his life. I know. It's like the snake eating its own tail. Which Part of so I want to say that's on purpose, sure, and it's showing the like that um, our appreciation of film and the celebration of film is similar to our celebration of love and how all both both are kind of transient and not um, solid, sure. And so they you can get wrapped up in the romance of either, mm -hmm. but in the end, like that's not what life is. I don't know that that's what that movie was really saying, though. I that's what it a, felt like it was. It's, it's how I, like, absorbed it. You it. I think so. Or, but, like, that's the end. I mean, the end of the movie isn't the two of them together. Yeah. I mean, that movie was on very shaky ground for me. Mm -hmm. Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Go see it. It's fine. Um, you saw it. Yes. Mm -mm. Okay. But I know the whole thing. Oh. Have I already talked to you about it? No, but I've heard it from... From too many people. Okay. From like-minded people. Okay. Of this. Because the... The final scene, they do like the, um, what is it called? Like in a, like you fulfill the fantasy. Yeah. So like you see, it's like the opposite of the overture, whatever. The it's um they do it in another thing. Oh, like in the body, they do that where it's like oh we've saved her, and then it's like yes, cut to the truth. No, we didn't. Yes. So essentially, they she years go by, their relationship has ended. They've both gone on their lives. He's fulfilled things in his life. She's done things in her life. They're fine. Um, in some ways, they've succeeded, whatever. He, she's in a happy, loving relationship, whatever. And then she goes to his club, and then they go back. Yeah, and they, you see, like, this fancy, fanciful ballet version of what their life could have been together. Mm -hmm. And that's lovely, but the fact that they puncture that with, like, that isn't the reality, I think is why I like the movie. Mm -hmm. Like, that saves the movie to me. Yeah. Um, because fantasy is great, mm -hmm. but... Real life is hard. Yeah. And I'm okay with my fiction making real, making fantasies. Mm -hmm. um, and I, but maybe not all the time because Gone, the way uh, Buffy acts in Gone is total like TV fantasy. Now, for it's those who are not in the room, I just rolled my eyes and shook my so head. So hard. <laughs> She's just, ugh. 
I just, it's so, it's such a left turn and it's not justified enough. No. And it's too silly, especially for like, I feel like that's the fucking thing. Buffy has been so dark and depressed and like not approachable. And all of a sudden she's like playing with a hacky sack, making them look like eyes. When she's like, see what I did there with the eyes, I would have slapped those hacky sacks out of her hands. You would have been right to do so. <laughs> also, why are they selling hacky sacks in the magic shop? It just seems like bullshit. It <laughs> seems like. I mean, I could see if they had like little ivory balls. Or had, like you know eyeballs. What? Yeah. Eyeballs or um, uh, uh, the evil eye things. Yeah, that wouldn't perfect. You will find that in a magic shop. Yeah. I was just in a magic shop yesterday. Oh. Yeah, last night me and my sister went to a psychic <laughs> eye bookshop. Um, Did you get some crystals? I got some crystals. Um, uh, they like really revamped their book selection. So Ooh, I was really excited about that. that. And some really cool books. Did you get some? Uh, no. Okay. But I want to go back and like yeah, look because yeah, yeah. I didn't have time. I went in at like 9 45 and they closed at 10. So I was like, uh, yeah, I'll come back. Yeah. Um, also, and this is just me being nitpicky and bitchy, but <laughs> Buffy types that, uh, oh my God, things so fast, too fast, so fast. And then I'm like, if you're that good at typing, don't go work at Double Meat Palace. Yeah. Because I knew what ne- episode was next. I was like, you don't have to work in fast food. No. Be a secretary. You could be the fastest She's in the She's so good pool. at typing. I mean, it, getting a job is hard. I've been unemployed. It sucks. But I don't feel like she's tried very hard. I mean, she I, also has waitress experience. Why is she at a fast food? Yeah. Place? And I loved that little bit of exposition at yeah. the beginning of Double Meat when Dawn's like, when were you waitressing? And she's like, oh, that summer in LA. And she like almost said in season two. <laughs> uh, or when uh, Xander was like, so uh, have you been feeling over ignored a lot? Is that why you're? Oh, my God. <laughs> like there are these little bits that are giving us. Uh, old school feels yeah um oh god Anya and Xander that's a whole nother oh my kettle god. of fish should we yeah get into it I think we should okay so we meet Halfrek. I think this is the first time we see her right mm-hmm. she is adorable I love Halfrek. I love her me too and I love her friendship with Anya mm-hmm. I love that she spits truth yep but like also in like a real friend way she's not trying yes. to hurt anyone's feelings no because she keeps being like do you think that <laughs> she's like I don't know him yeah <laughs> I'm just hearing you say that all he does is talk shit about you and that girl is sipping her tea yeah she, I can't believe she was sipping tea the I whole know. time I was like you don't even know what you're doing right I now I know so good so good Um, but first things first okay we need to talk the beam of light white sock of Xander's when he's wearing dress shoes he and he crosses know. his leg and it, it is like blinding I think there was a time, at least in my life, where I thought only white socks were okay. Like, I in remember, a trend way. Like, I felt like yeah. if you weren't wearing white socks, I don't know what you were doing with your life. I remember thinking, like, you looked like a dweeb if you wore, like, black dress socks. Totally. And then no socks became the look. Yeah. Or was one of the looks. My mom was the opposite. Like, in her generation, like, only dweebs wore white socks. Mm-hmm. So she was always, like, I would ask for white socks for my brother and I would want them. And she'd be like, I don't understand. Why you want to wear dorky socks? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So he is wearing bright white. He's because they're probably athletic socks. Let's be honest. Oh yeah, they're like a forty pack of Hanes from Costco. Yes. These are not socks. These are not silky. Mm-mm. He's not holding them up with little clips. No, they're. Do you know anyone under fifty who does that? No. I guess you don't have to because of elastic. Yeah. 
if okay, let's say you're hooking up with a guy, right? <laughs> Wait, if I had to listen to Radiohead okay. already, you already listen to Radiohead, oh, and you're like, let's do something else. And he's like, do you want to have some fun in my room? Uh-huh. And then so he goes in his room and he pulls off his pants, and he's wearing those like thingies, those little like halter or what are they called? Yeah, garters. Garter, like those little calf garters. And he still has his boxers on. He's wearing and a, t- and a shirt. He's wearing silk boxers. Okay. <laughs> And he's wearing like a undershirt. An undershirt. He took off okay. his outer shirt. So he looks like Rock Hudson. Rock. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what he his does body not type look is. of this time. He looks like. Here's the thing: if he's going for the, if it's head to toe looking like, like if it's just a vintage head to toe look. Yeah. I think maybe I don't say anything right away. <laughs> I do need him to take those off, like toot sweet. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not taking them off. How about that? I'm not touching your What garters. if he, okay, okay. So he takes them off and then he, and you're sitting on the bed uh-huh. and then he puts his leg up on the bed next to you and the garter is just like eye level. <laughs> Maybe I'd snap it. I don't know because this has literally never happened to me. I don't know if this has happened to anyone in 2K17. I think, oh, I'm not, I don't. I'm not big at, I don't want to touch anyone's, I don't want to take anyone's socks off. Me neither. I don't need to be a part of that. I don't need to be part of it. So I feel like I would stand up, Mm -hmm. maybe, and be like, let's move over here. (laughs) (laughs) Are there any bonus tracks from that Radiohead album? (laughs) Uh, Uh, Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I guess you have to play it cool. You, you do because cool. it's the first time you're hooking with this guy, and you like him. Obviously, you're you in like that room him. with him. So, like, and you've stayed past the Radiohead thing. <laughs> you got through the Radiohead. Like, that's serious. I think I might say something, hopefully not too judgy and mean. Like, I've ne- wow, I've never seen those before. And then he'd be like, "You don't know about sock garters," and then he would try to tell me about sock garters, and I'd be like, "I was trying to say like, nicely that I've never seen them on a <laughs> non-grandpa, a live young man." <laughs> I just picture you being like, <laughs> "What do you?" Think? Are you probably- oh, <laughs> I've never seen this before. And your voice would get higher and higher so and higher. High. And like, huh. Wow. Oh, it's so, it's so interesting. <laughs> where do you even, where do you buy things like that? I don't know. It's like, oh, I have to order them. They're made bespoke to my calf because I have a very unique calf size. <laughs> Here's the thing. This guy sounds like such a douchebag. Why am I in his bed? How? I was like, he has is a really cute dog. Uh, okay. <gasps> oh. So he's got, um, he's got a beagle puppy. It's in the other room. Oh, no. So every time you listen to the Radiohead, you yeah. get to pet the pet. That's oh, the only thing he lets you do. Wait the only thing not know I was petting a dog. Well, he's like, you get to hold it on your lap. Okay. You get to pet it once every five minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Again, these are so many rules. <laughs> okay. I think, yeah, I think I have, I'm mentioning it. Yeah. Unless he's so smooth about taking them off. Okay. If so, he's like, if he's just like, when he takes his, he takes his pants off and then he like just does it as like part sure. of his, he like his shoes obviously are off. So he like, he, t- he just does it. I might not mention it that night. Mm-hmm. We're not going to go on a few, many more dates before I bring it up again. Yeah. No. Cause you can't. Cause not. that's all I'm going to think about in between. Well, anytime you see him, you're like, is he wearing the sock yeah. garters? Uh huh. I'm thinking about it. Ooh. I might even suggest like a beach date just to see what happens. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's using them to hold up his sandals. <laughs> His flip-flops don't flop because they're held up by garters. <laughs> He's like, I listen to him out the I know you don't like flip-flops. <laughs> but I had to wear sandals to the beach, so I figured, <laughs> why not? So he's a big Hellmouthy fan. And he brings his dog Wait, everywhere. He's a big Okay. I don't know if Big Hellmouthy fan is that appealing. <laughs> frankly. 
<laughs> well, okay, so he's on a text chain where he talks about all the reasons why he thinks you're really cool. <laughs> Does he do it in the with the, an acrostic style? <laughs> it's like Ryan, radical. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Always. Now. <laughs> Oh my god! If I got a, a text like that right now, it would make me so happy. Uh, only send me acrostic texts. Mm. Yeah. So this guy, how do we? Oh, white socks on Xander. I was like, how did we yeah. even get to this? No, place? Xander's white socks. Um, <sighs> that employee video is. I I don't know how she stays. No, I don't know how she stays. It also is so spot on for a training video. The yeah. music. Like the also like the self congratulatory like we have things no one else has and it's like yeah no you don't no you don't like you you're your own thing good mm-hmm. for you for existing <laughs> but also like yeah, yeah no it it's a burger yeah um though I'm every time I watch this episode even though I know what happens in it it's gross I'm surprised that nobody MacDo Burger King mm-hmm. no Wendy's none of them have done this. How has no one done a burger yeah. pattern? It must taste horrible. It must taste bad. Because you would think that would be like, a, they already have fried chicken. chicken. They have chicken patties. And they have, like, you would think that mm-hmm. someone would have done this. And no one's done it. I mean, I know that chicken and beef together can be decent. Like, I've had um, at Spitz, they have, you can do mixed meat on your salad. Oh, I need to go to Spitz. It's very good. Yeah. Their fries are delicious. Well, maybe if I move to your neighborhood. Yeah. I did you Spitz. see I tagged you in that thing? I did. And I... I ignored it. No, I found out more about it. Okay. I have to find out if they love dogs. Okay. As you know, dogs are a big part of my next. I mean, this is, they allow dogs and men wearing garters. Whoa. (laughs) If that was in the ad, snap it up. (laughs) No, because if you said men in garters, I would picture like Frankenfurter. Oh, yeah. That would be more fun. Can you imagine expecting that and then getting a guy wearing calf garters? says in their bumble profile like bt dubs i wear garters i hope that's not a problem winky face uh-huh. then you go on like three dates because i'm not some kind of yeah i'm i'm too much of a prude as we know no you're not me <laughs> <laughs> so then third date where his pants come off and he is wearing sock garters you then i really would say nothing because i'd be like i built this bed yeah i have to lie in it yeah maybe i now and then i would feel like maybe i do have to touch the garters Right, because he he thought he, he thought I was on the garters. Yes, he thought that like we had agreed upon this Ew, situation. To touch the garters. I have to. Right, they're so strappy. <laughs> they're so strappy and they're so low. Uh, I mean, you have to though. I have to. You have to. Um, oh, oh, geez. Okay, here's another question, or not mm-hmm. a question, comment as a person who believes in employee rights. Sure, she should absolutely not have been watching that video before clocking in. No, she, they she should have. She should be paid for, for the training. Yeah. That's you now, always get paid for training. You get paid for training. Sometimes you get paid more for training, mm-hmm. depending on what. But like, she should have been paid. Mm-hmm. Um, I was very disappointed. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I know that's how fast food companies abuse them. That's one Absolutely. of the ways they abuse employees. Absolutely. But I was like, it, I was shocked. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> or or they also kind of made it sound like she hadn't accepted the job yet. Because that was weird when he was like sort of interviewing her. Before. I was like, you just show people this video. But she's also wearing the uniform already. And the that uniform all... is so much. Have any of those writers worked in fast food? That's my question. I think maybe one did in the 60s. Because that uniform looks like more like how people dressed at McDonald's like way back in mm-hmm. the day when they used to wear polyester top and bottom. Mm-hmm. But I feel like now they wear like black pants 
They wear, or, like, like, dickies. They have to, I they feel like they wear pants they bought themselves mm-hmm. with, like, OSHA-compliant shoes mm-hmm. and a top. And I feel like the tops are T-shirts. Am the, I wrong? Um, I think their tops are, like, uh, polos. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. And then, but it's, like, a breathable top. It's not a polyester it's top. It's not polyester. And also, like, it reminded me of, like, what you wear at Hot Dog on a Stick, which is yes. a vintage-look restaurant. Yes. Or uh, stand totally so i feel like that was so maybe one of them did i mean even the time clock i guess i guess people still use time clocks did you ever use a time clock any job you had i don't think so i had at the sandwich place the surfs up the beach place i think it was something where like i wrote down when i came in and wrote down when i came out like yeah. it wasn't like on I've a computer done, i've done write down i've done computer yeah where you enter computer. your number mm-hmm but I've never done like a punchy thing. No, I feel like that was very old school. So maybe mm-hmm. that's what they're trying to go for. Um, but yeah, it was a very depressing life. It was. Um, also, the sign where it's like DMP, it looks like dump. <laughs> it's like so. And then all the like her interactions with the lifer employees. Yes. Like all those like Dutch angles and then like the weird super close ups. Yeah. Like it seemed so creepy and weird. Yes. Um. Ugh. The, I wrote this down, and I wish I hadn't because I kind of want to forget it. The thing where he's talking about, like, the one lifer was talking about how his ears get plugged oh, yeah. in grease. And he says, nostrils. Oh, so gross. So gross. That's disgusting. I mean, it. Ha- I guess it probably it happens if you're standing over grease all day. I almost threw up just now. No, it's, it's awful. It's so gross. Um, also, okay. So we have Buffy is in the is, – is working. Yeah. Did you think that she was going to get in trouble for giving Xander a free sandwich? I thought so, and she would have deserved it. <laughs> Could you? Yeah. And your first day on the job. <laughs> I like how you laughed. You laughed like, <laughs> Ryan, you're such a dork. Yeah, and then I was like, yeah. <laughs> well, because, especially if they're there to support you. It's one thing if she said, come out, I'll get you a free sandwich. Mm. It's her first day. I mean, they're it just threatening shows how much she job. doesn't care. I mean, I guess she I would have given it away. <laughs> I would have given it for free. I feel like the first day, you got to feel shit out. Because, like, eventually. She is not being smart. Yes. All jobs, eventually, you have perks. Sure. Like, but you have to figure out what the perks are. You don't, like, make perks for yourself Mm -hmm. on your first day. Like, here's a perk that I did not partake in very often. But if you want to, um, what is that called? Like, have people get you high, Mm -hmm. work at a sandwich shop. Yeah. Because I'm telling you, every sandwich shop you go to, most of the people there are stoned all day. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. Whereas I just kind of like hanging out with stoners because then I'm the most together lady. (laughs) (laughs) The most together lady. I get my shit done. Everybody's nice to me. Yeah. It's really like. Yeah. It's pretty solid. Mellow. Um, But see, that's a perk on your first day. Yeah. On your first day. She is. She. I would wait until, like, working there for two weeks. Yes. I also would be so embarrassed, especially, like, like, for example, this Mendocino Farms job, which was my, like, I was unemployed. I didn't know what to do. I couldn't find a job anywhere. So I got it a minimum, uh, like, a hourly wage job, whatever. If my friends showed up on my first day, I would have been so embarrassed. That, too, like. Like, the idea of, like, we're here to support you. Like, that's so kind. mm -hmm. But also, like, I'm wearing a hat. Yeah. That says the place I work at. That was, really int- I was kind of shocked that Buffy didn't feel embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Like, and that she was like, wow, guys, that's really nice. Like, I, w- <laughs> I would have been like, you guys seriously can't function without me for like a day. <laughs> you would have. <laughs> I would have. I would have been like, why are you here? 
Like, like, just give me a week to get this job <laughs> under my belt. You're like, I'm trying to earn money to keep Willow, to keep you in a house, Willow, when yeah. you are working zero. What are you doing? Are you drinking water? Is that what you, are you playing with straws, Willow? <laughs> oh, we haven't even gotten into the Amy of it all. Okay, Amy is bad. She's a monster. She's horrible. Like, I don't even know in her head. Here's the thing. I wish, and maybe, maybe it will happen, but the show is not giving us this. She had one line about it. I wish she yes. was purposely sabotaging Willow because Willow kept her a rat for way too long. Yeah. If that if this was a story of Amy is evil mm-hmm. because Amy is like actually trying to destroy Willow's life because Willow left her a rat for years. Took away like three or four years of three her life. Three or four years of her life when we know Willow is a strong enough witch to have figured mm-hmm. that out. If that was what this was about, I'm in. Yeah. But what they've given us in the show isn't that. It's just like no. Amy doesn't get it. She thinks getting high is fun. Well, and it she will seems just like, like dairy. Oh, dairy to keep kids off drugs. Yeah, like because it's very like it reminded me of like Go Ask Alice, where it's like every character is the most like true story, the most true learned. story, where it's like every character is like trying to get you high, like they're gonna sabotage you, they're gonna yeah. keep you in, man. When it's like in reality, at I, I the peer pressure that I experienced for drugs was like if you said no, like maybe like oh come on and if you still said no they'd be like all right right well because drugs cost money yeah they're not no one is like so vindictive that they're no one is like the idea any person who gets you high without your knowledge or consent is not your friend they're not that sounds like i've as soon as i came out that sounded like i was a parent and i'm like yeah but like that is not no one thinks that's cool no one even drug addicts no like nobody Nobody in the world thinks it's okay to drug other people without. Yeah. Like, even the people who do it, they know they're bad people. Like, it's a bad thing to do. So the fact that she does it is, it's because if she was just like, we have so much fun. Mm -hmm. Like, come, let's have fun. Or like, you're not cool. You're not having, you're not fun to hang out with Or even just like, oh, I miss you. Like, why don't we go out? Yeah. But the fact that she's like, happy birthday. It's very, you're right, it's very dare or after school special. It's just like scare And that was tactics. something when I was a kid that I wasn't prepared for, how much peer pressure really is pressure you put on yourself to match your peers. Yep. It's not your peers, like, it's not full house with everyone trying to get DJ to smoke a cigarette in the bathroom or right. Stephanie to smoke a cigarette in the bathroom. Like, that's not what it is. It's not like, if you're cool, you'll try this. It's that you want to be cool in your mm-hmm. head. Mm-hmm. And someone offers it to you and you don't have enough, like, I shouldn't say enough. You don't feel comfortable in saying what you want yeah so like that's not peer pressure that's like yeah your own issue pressure i feel like the focus is too much on like at least in like drug of our generation i Mm -hmm. I can't speak for right now because i don't know but like drug education awareness stuff for kids in our when Mm -hmm. we were kids was very like people are gonna try to make you do it which i think actually fucks you up because then like when people are just asking you and they're nice about it you think oh well this isn't what i heard about exactly yeah this is cool and like really it's true it's like when you see all the kids doing it and then you're like oh i want to be like them then you do it it's not because they're all like yeah yeah Yeah. yeah." so it's like i don't know this that part seemed a little bit missing i and i feel like based on my because i i did dare of course so did i um and all whatever watched all of those after school special things because mm-hmm. I was into it. I my favorite was the one. Did you ever see the one where it was like all of the cart the cartoon team up one? So it was like the Care Bears and the Ninja Turtles. Oh my God. And the Looney Tunes. And 
maybe even Minnie and Mickey showed up. Like it was like everybody got yeah. together and it was these two kids, this little girl whose older brother was like doing drugs. Oh no. Maybe they were two siblings, whatever. And like, so they, she called her friends, the Care Bears, and then the teenage everybody showed up to try to make the older brother realize that he shouldn't be a drug addict. <laughs> it was really good. <laughs> I loved it a lot. Uh, I think it was Cartoons to the Rescue is what it's called. Uh, but I feel like there's not enough emphasis on like, this is gonna sound weird, but like mental health. No, I totally Cause, agree. Because it's if you if the reason you're doing, I feel like the reason people a lot of the reason that people do drugs or get in trouble drugs is like they're looking for an escape from what's going on in their lives. Sure, or they're looking for um, a way to handle things. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like that. Trying to tell them their friends are bad is not going to fix that. Yeah, like because what. The solution, if, if the issue is peer pressure, the solution is to isolate yourself. Yeah, exactly. Which, that doesn't seem like the right answer in those moments. I also think that, like, there should be a focus on, like, it's okay to say no. That mm-hmm. was something I never really understood. Yeah. Not just say no, you have to say no, but that it's okay to say no and yeah. people won't hate you. Yeah. They're not going to hate you. They're not going to hate you. Like, like, you don't have to do everything with all your friends. Like, it was... Yeah. It, so I feel like if you get to the source of why someone would start to do drugs, yeah, which is a mental health aspect, and you also let people know, like, because that seriously, for a lot of things as a kid and growing up to as a teenager, I did not know that I could say no to something mm-hmm. and have people still like me. Yeah. And that might have been due to parents, you know, the way my mom was like, if you said no to my mom, she yeah. was like, oh, well, you're attacking me and, and mm-hmm. you don't like me. Sure. Whereas like. I think if that, if kids are taught that, like, that it's okay to have autonomy. Mm -hmm. Well, and that's, like, some of that, like, you know, people slag on it. But, like, that's some of that self-esteem stuff, right? Like, if you believe that you're awesome Mm -hmm. and that you, the things that are intrinsic to you are worthwhile, then you would be more secure in your friendships of, like, I mean, here's the other thing. Kids are mean, too. Kids are so so mean. So you're not, like, (laughs) people don't grow up in a bubble and then they're. 17 and someone offers them a joint like that's not how life works so by the time you're 17 you may have had friends just dump you for stupid reasons i I did (laughs) yeah i did so like you may like you are you may have already been hurt by the world yeah so like so you whatever so like it's no one's in a bubble but it's like yeah the idea that you can say no it's okay and that it's kind of more cool sounds so it's more cool to be like secure in what you want and know what you want yeah than to be uh, than to be a person who's just going to do what your friends do. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I think, and, and that does sound cheesy, but it's true. And even in, like, when you meet someone as an adult that, like, mm-hmm. knows what they want, they seem secure, like, that person has gravitas. Like, you're like, yeah. ooh, that person's cool because, like, um, there's no, like, flippy floppy nonsense with this yes. person. Because like, It's I so think, refreshing. Yeah. And I think it's like, and especially like in the stuff that we do a lot where it's like if you meet someone that seems to be flippy floppy or flaky, yeah. it's like, ugh. Yeah. But then if you meet someone that's like, hey, like let's do this thing and then they actually, you do it with mm-hmm. them and it's like, because that was like something that I always loved about us was that yeah. we just fucking started our yes. projects. We just did it. We just did like, it. We were just like, hey, do you want to do this? Yes. Some great, of it, it means that some of our early stuff is less great than. Sure. But you, we we learned yeah, we did on it. air. Yeah, <laughs> you just do it. Um, yeah, no, it's totally true. I think I also, and part of it is that one of our listeners who birthed me, my mom, <laughs> she uh, was listening to a previous episode and mentioned that 
she felt like I was too harsh on Willow mm-hmm. because she has an addiction. Mm-hmm. Uh, Willow has an addiction. So I shouldn't, I should be more mindful of that. Mm. So whatever, mom. But she used to hate when I'd say whatever. That was like a My mom big, too. huge sticking point. And who knows? Maybe if I ever have a, ch- a daughter who says that to me at thirteen, I will hate it too. Yeah. But now we'll cross time- that bridge when we get to it. <laughs> but every now, every time I say whatever in my head, I go, <laughs> "Mom." <laughs> um, but anyway, so there's that's another thing that I feel like is definitely was not taught to me as a kid because there were people, not necessarily in my tight circle, but like there were people that I went to high school with who had like that drugs. And drug dependence was like a, an addiction issue. Yeah. But it's hard to, I don't feel like you're taught, you're taught that everything is bad. So it's harder to like notice when something is really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like there's people that I knew who I feel like got in worse than they maybe would have otherwise. Not that it's my fault, but like that, that if, if you really, it's also like if you realize like, if you get drunk once and you're fine mm. or you smoke and you're fine, then you start to think everything was bullshit that you were taught. Yeah. So then you can't notice or it's harder to find like the things that aren't bullshit. Well, yeah, I think, yeah, you're totally right. It's like, um, well, cause we kind of talked about that. Like had Willow had someone guiding her yeah. rather than just saying, all this is bad. Mm-hmm. Slap the hand. Then you're just like, as long you do one thing that yeah. maybe someone was like, hey, if you do this, like, it's not so bad. Yeah. You're like, well, then it's all bullshit. I'll be fine. I'm invincible. Yes. Which, and it's funny because I think that, and I don't know, generationally, I don't know if it's all mad or like what happened, but I feel like my generation, it, and, me, and I know I was like a little bit of a goody tissue sometimes, but like <laughs> people, dr- drunk driving was like, people really didn't do it. Oh. Oh, did people for years? Yeah. See, like it, they, it just wasn't, now, you, you would figure out others. It, it pe- didn't mean people didn't drink. Yeah. Or someone drove to a place. But, yeah. like, it was, like, it wasn't, it was seen, like, people understood that that was dangerous. I remember people, like, it might have been, a, it's an L.A. thing. Because I had yeah. a cousin that, like, noticed that. Like, he, because mm-hmm. he grew up um, in Michigan. And he okay. came out here. And he was, like, man, everybody in L.A., drives drunk i was like well, not everybody but <laughs> it like it's true like i remember in college or in high school um like kids always being like oh i was so drunk driving home last night i was driving on the wrong side of the road and then like these girls died oh, God. at my school um like two of them died and then one of them got paralyzed or something mm-hmm. back issue and then the two other ones anyway it was really horrible yeah it sounds awful and even then i remember people afterwards still driving drunk like it's a weird. Do you think thing. it's because Southern California is such a driving culture? It is. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Because yeah. taxis and stuff are were at that time because it was before Lyft. Before I know Lyft Uber. and Uber have changed. I mean, I was like I said, I'm not ever. I've never been a driving drunk person. But here's what Lyft and Uber have done: is they've eliminated the DD. Yeah, there's like no such thing anymore. No such. Thing. And part of it, I think, maybe is I'm not in college anymore, so like people don't talk that way. But like in my adult life, no one is the DD. No, ever. ever. If if we're like, oh, we're all going to drink, then it's like, oh, well, then we'll just call it. Right. Someone might say, I'm not going to be drinking tonight, so I'll, I can drive. We don't have to take a lift. Yeah, sure. But like, there's no discussion of, a, I don't yeah. even know, like, would a 22-year-old know what I meant when I said DD? I don't know, because they it's come so out crazy at age and lift of Uber. When you said the phrase DD, I was transported to college. Yeah, like, right? I was like, oh, 
Remember? DDs. <laughs> people fucking did that. Yeah. Or like people would be, I know this is also in Scream 2, the movie, but I knew people <laughs> in sororities doing that. Scream 2, the movie, uh, and Sarah Michelle Gellar played this character. But like there was the thing of like someone's hanging out at the house during the part on a mm-hmm. Saturday so that someone was there if someone needed a ride. Yeah. Or like parents having to be like, it doesn't matter wherever you are, whatever's I'll going on, you I'll up. pick you up. But now, fuck that. I'll take an Uber home. Yeah. It's so weird. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. I d- didn't even think about that. Like, y- yeah, you just don't need designated drivers anymore. You just I mean, do- you, I mean, I guess you order one on the phone. Yeah, but they don't have to be one of your friends. <laughs> no, none of your friends have to spend their whole night drinking water. Yeah, or they have like one beer at the beginning and then they're uh-huh. like, I guess I'll have water for the rest of the night. <laughs> <laughs> was that an impression of me? No. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't do that always, but I was, if nobody seemed to be stepping up, Versus oh. us all having to try to find a taxi at the end of the night when I'm drunk. I would rather be sober and just drive your, you yeah. home than to have to be drunk and try to find a taxi. It's yeah. going to be cold. Yeah. I mean, I guess not here as much, but like in my mind, it's yeah. cold. I'm wearing a pair of shoes that were cute at the beginning of the night. They now yeah. hurt. I, I don't want to. I guess long story short, what we're saying is, because <laughs> I feel like we've been doing PSAs. There's no reason for you to drive drunk. There's no Literally. reason. Nope. Like, there was never really any reason for you to do it before. I mean, depending on where you lived. What, I mean, you were always in control of this choice. Yeah. But now, even if you make all the bad choices, there's a fix. You can literally just push a button mm-hmm. and have them take you somewhere. Yeah. It's, it's I love technology. Yeah. Um, yeah. How Frick really points out to Anya why Xander isn't very nice to her. He kind of isn't. In these episodes, he is not nice to her. Well, he just always, he just always kind of reminds me. <laughs> this is like the fucked up part about, I like Xander enough. I like him fine. Um, mm-hmm. I think he redeems himself more later. Yeah. Um, but at this point, he reminds me of a cousin that I had that married a girl who's in- whose second language was English so that yeah. he could feel smarter than her, even though technically she was smarter than him. Yeah. He would use, like, the technicality of her not knowing English right. to correct her a lot in front of people. Yuck. And that reminds me of him. Because mm-hmm. he's like, oh, like, when she was imitating that he says, this is what a human would do. Yeah. It's so true. I was like, ew, Xander. I know. That's fucked up. She's a person. She is a person. And she's – and if you're not okay with how much she cares about money, for example, then you should either – talk with her about it on a real level mm-hmm. or not be in a relationship with her you shouldn't be in a relationship with someone that you're just going to talk shit on in public all the time it reminds me of like courtney love and kurt cobain just because i recently listened to the episode about them and how mean they were to each other in public what episode oh uh last podcast on the left oh i need to listen to that. did a whole thing on uh the death of kurt cobain oh. and like just like the relationship between courtney love and mm-hmm. kurt cobain and how they were just like like they'd call like you know just weird idiot kids yeah. and also right. like and drug addicts drug addicts and like how she would just call them dumbass in public yeah. all the time and it's like and i actually was walking behind a couple the other day who the guy was like literally calling the girl dumbass and i was just like that would never occur to me to call my partner listen dumbass like i think i would be there have been times where i've been like like okay stupid but like that's like a mock, like fake, fake yeah. way. But like this is like I just could not imagine in my regular lexicon calling my partner dumbass all the time. Yeah, I mean that is it's demeaning. Or even like your friends, I can't imagine that. Like who would you say that to? 
And like just to anybody calling them dumbass a bunch. I don't think there's anybody. <laughs> I'm trying to think of the people I'm like meanest to in the world. And I don't even think I would just normally say, all right, dumbass. The people that I've been meanest to, <laughs> I've just been like, what are you talking about? Like that. But I've never been like dumbass. But here's the thing. Name calling is its own like world. It's so bullying and it's yeah. horrible. Would I say you're being a dumbass? That was a big technicality that I used to lean on. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's like it's temporal. Yeah, you're being a dick right now. Like I didn't um, call you a dick. I'm just saying that like, your behavior right now resembles that of a person that I would say is a dick. <laughs> I, I have called my mom annoying to her face. I'm like, you're really annoying. <laughs> I think name calling is awful. I just feel like the way that Xander is like being so demeaning to her mm-hmm. and like condescending in the yes. way that he teaches. He's doing like a teaching thing, uh-huh. which I'm like, ew. Well, and his face. When Willow says that's the rest of your life. Yeah. Get out of this engagement, bro. Yeah. Get out. There's your sign. Get out. If you feel that way thinking about spending the rest of your life with this person, it's an option. Take the yeah. option. Also, the way that he like openly says to Anya that Halfrick is ugly, I was shocked. I like and it was so unnecessary. It was so rude. Like you know that this person is a dear friend of Anya's mm-hmm. that Anya has known for much longer than she's known yes. you. And you're also calling Anya ugly. Yeah. Here's, okay, here's another question. In Once More Feeling, sometimes at the end of the song, you could tell that people heard each other. Mm-hmm. Do, you, do you think they heard each other and I'll never tell? Yeah, and I think they just suppressed it. Okay, because her, one of her entire verses is about being, her fear of being too, getting ugly and him not wanting to yep. be with her. Yeah. He heard that. Mm-hmm. And then he is, I, can you imagine, okay, here's the I know that this is all metaphorical, but can you imagine a world where one of your oldest friends shows up and your partner mm-hmm. is like, insults how she looks? Yeah, no, I would be like, what the fuck? Or even like insults her laugh or insults like, there are things like if if your old friend shows up and is like, not nice to you. Like, there's things that I could see that you'd be like, that was weird how she said our house is ugly or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that was weird, this behavioral thing. But like, how she looks these things that like she are so superficial and what is it to you what my old friend is like and i feel like there is like a small door a small window that you can go through if you're okay so like if your your partner mentions something about how they were annoyed by something that the friend did you can say a little bit but you cannot go beyond what your partner said no you can just agree yeah and that's it and you can only, I feel like, really, you can only come at from their side. It's not talking shit on this other person. No, no, no. It's like, oh, no. Whatever. Like, oh, I, like, yeah, you're right. That was, like, not nice of her to say that to you. That, to say that to you. Aw, sweetie. Yeah. Whatever. But to be like, she was ugly. And then also, oh, my God, when he was like, when you were a demon, did you look like that? And that's another thing, too, where, like, he is so bigoted about this demon thing. Mm-hmm. She was a demon for thousands of years. Yep. She was... Yeah, and you fell in love with her as she became more human in her heart. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, she wasn't physically a demon anymore, but, like, she's been evolving Mm -hmm. while you've been together. So you, when you met her, she wasn't, she was still growing from that. Mm -hmm. It's, yeah, I don't know. I think, I'm also a person who's, like, who usually thinks friends are going to outlast most partners. Mm. So I'm also, like, be careful what you say, bro. Like, Mm mm-hmm. She's her oldest friend. 
or old friend. Yeah. Like, her opinion matters. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he was like, DeHoffren's not coming in, like, all this stuff, like, they're not coming to the wedding. Like, I cannot imagine planning a wedding and your partner's like, this person you want to invite's not coming. If that person has never done anything to you, Mm -hmm. you don't have any say. Like, it's not like, oh, he, like, killed my dad or something. Or does or did something to like if I was getting married to a man and his um when his uncle once punched him in the face. Sure. I could see be like, are we sure we want to have him there? Yeah. Because like this guy did this thing to you that I is really horrible. Yeah. Like don't, don't. Mm-hmm. Or like, I mean, because DeHoffern was her boss. Like maybe if DeHoffern had been a bad boss. Sure, sure. But like this idea, especially because she has no family to invite. Yeah. So you want her to have no one there except your friends and your family? The fact that he's completely, like, not inquisitive about any of her demon life, and that was thousands of years, like, I would want to talk to someone about that. Sure, especially if they weren't, if they were, in, if they were open to talking about it. Sure, and she seems perfectly open to talking yeah. about it. The idea that he didn't even spend any time with Halfrick is like, what? When he was just like, I'm going to go. So then Halfrick is kind of, like, pointing out, or not even really, like, she's just saying, like, do you, like, asking Well, Well, she's like, that's who you're going to marry? Oh, yeah, that. Which, yeah. I mean, again, you would think that he would be interested in getting to know her, talking to her. If, yeah. But <laughs> she does She does say, that's the guy? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. She's so good. That actress is so good. Yes. Um, but also, when you're a vengeance demon, your view of all human men is very bad. Sure. So, like, you're not, there's no one that you're going to be probably excited that your friend is going to marry. Because mm-hmm. you've seen the worst of all the men. And I kind of hated the joke when she was like, Halfrick was considered like a beauty and and uh-huh. like, she's like, what do you think? Or what was it? She says something like, don't you think or something like, do you think she's ugly? And he was like, is there any answer in this universe that won't make you crazy? And it's like, well, I guess you could have avoided all this had you not called her like best friend ugly. I mean, and second to that, I guess being honest, but. If you her if you're upset that she's gonna react badly that you called her best friend ugly or that you said her best friend was attractive, that's not her being crazy. No. That's you being a dick. Yeah. So you didn't have to mention her appearance at all. Yeah. Frankly. So here you are gaslighting her mm-hmm. is what we're he's you're being a crazy person. Like he's he's emotionally abusing her. Yeah. <laughs> like like anytime someone says, Is there an answer that won't make you crazy? Well, Ooh. is there a question that won't make me crazy? Because you didn't find it. Like, also, ah, uh, that drives me, oh. Uh. Someone <laughs> saying, is there an answer that will make you crazy? Means, period, you are being crazy. Yep. That's what it means. Yep. And it's like, I don't need someone in my life that's going to call me fucking crazy. Yeah. You're crazy if you think I'm going to stick around. Goodbye. Oh, oh, oh. Goodbye. Oh, oh. Um, yeah, it's, it's such a no-win. It's such a jerky no-win situation. Because it's saying, I'm in a no-win situation. But what you're doing is you're putting the other person in a no-win situation. Totally. And he... I just really don't like how bigoted he is about the fact that she was a demon. Uh-huh. Like, when he's just, like, when he's so worried that she used to look like a demon. What is it to you? What does it matter? And, like, I don't know. Like, it kind of fucking bugs me that he is, like, I, I, I'm I, just imagining, like, get marrying. Well, because it, it does it does kind of map over, like, marrying someone that has a different culture than you. Sure. And, like, I just remember... Um, like, uh, dating a guy when I was in high school or college who really wanted to marry me. Okay. Like, he was like, we're going to get married because I can't not be married before 21. This is what he oh, said. Oh, okay. He was crazy. So then, <laughs> um, and, but I remember him, like, kind of painting, like, 
Vietnamese culture is like barbaric almost, which is like a weird othering thing yeah. where it's like, oh no, we don't do that here. Which is like, I, it. so that was like really yeah. like grinding my gears when sure. I was watching that. Because I was like, fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it's totally fair because it is in, it's insane that Xander Xander doesn't have a leg to stand on in this situation. No. He's acting like a jerk in every way. Yeah. Cause like they do, they need to talk. They need to they talk. They need to talk. And I think that Yeah. Cause she, I think they do love each other. I think they do. But they are not ready to be married. They need to have like couples counseling for a while. Yes. Preferably by someone who isn't human. Yeah. I totally agree. I think one of the like um, demons that's like super familiar with human culture yes. would be great. Because they need, yeah, they need to work this out because it's the way, especially he treats her. But like she is not going to, she can't, she can't do anything to fix it on her own. No. Like she's just. Because she does need guidance in like becoming fully human. Sure. Right. And some of her stuff comes from literally, like, not thinking about other people's feelings before she talks. hmm And that's the kind of thing that you, that can be a learned behavior. hmm So, and honestly, that is a learned behavior in most of us. We just learn it when we're six. Sure. Yeah, like, absolutely. We all, like, learn. Everyone, when you're very little, you're born selfish. Mm-hmm. Then you become less selfish because you learn how not to be selfish. Mm-hmm. But, like, so she needs to learn that, and that's true, independent of her relationship with Xander, but, like, he's not helping her. Mm-mm. Because he just shames her. Yeah. And then also makes it, yeah, he just mocks and shames her. Mm-hmm. It, he's treating her as if she is the six-year-old child that's learning yes. it. But then also shames her for not having learned it yet. Yep. It's, like, it's all a problematic how he's dealing with it. Um. Ugh. Something that we didn't discuss yet is how fucking disgusting. So w- w- Willow ends up saving the day because she comes and is like trying to tell Buffy like – because Buffy is like something is killing people yes. at this place. Right, right, right. So Buffy goes back. Turns out it's the lady that orders the cherry pie. Of course it is. It's always a little old lady. Yeah, it's a little old lady. She has like some kind of stock demon thing that comes out of the top oh, of her so head. Gross. Willow saves Buffy. Yes. Chops that thing's head off. Puts it in, in the, the grinder. And Ooh. the meat that comes out is so gross. It's mealy. It's mealy? It's mealy. It looks sort of like probably snake. It's like yellowy and white chunks. It is so foul. It's so gross. It's so, it probably and, smells terrible. Well, and I bet the poison vapors are. Oh, everywhere. 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 <laughs> um, yeah, it was pretty great. But I was glad that both times Willow got to be like a helper. Yes. Without magic. No magic. Even though evil Amy turned her. And you're totally right. I would have liked to see a lot more of Amy being like, uh, you left me as a rat for three years. Because if that were fueling her vendetta, great. I'm on board. I would love it. Because it would also be like old, it would be Willow's hubris or whatever. It would be Willow's like not, yeah, it would be her, her it would be her getting just res- desserts for things that happened instead of Amy I don't understand why Amy drugged her. Me neither, really. Happy birthday. What? Yeah, I didn't, it didn't seem to be It's my motivated. power, not your power. What? So stupid. It makes no sense. Um, yeah, and also, like, I think that it would cut to the core of, like, the things that 
we were being upset about with Willow Mm -hmm. was like her selfish tendencies and that kind of thing. And I think it would separate that from like the addiction aspect. Yeah. Which like, so instead of punishing her for being an addict, it would punish her for being fucking selfish and not paying attention to the fact that her friend, her friend is a rat for three years. Yes. And then, yeah, that would have been great. I mean, maybe it will happen. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> we'll <laughs> see. We don't know. <laughs> we know the stuff. We do know. Um, so in the end, Buffy keeps the job. Oh, we talked about she has sex with Spike. Spike actually, here's the thing. That scene, the first scene with him at Double Me Palace is why I can see why people ship them. Yeah. Because he is earnestly and ardently like expressing that he thinks she can do more and be better and have a better life. And that he fully admires her. Yes. He is like, you could be like, you are great. You do not need to do this. Which that part, I told that is where like, that's where I can ship it. I'm telling you, it's just like the evil shit gets in the way. I think the fact that he's evil means that they can never be together. Yeah, she would have to fall harder. Like, well, she's not. Or fine. like, the world would have to fall into a, like the world would. Be, they'd have to be on Angel. You know what? They could be together on Angel sure. because in Angel, there's lots of gray. On Buffy, that's not. Really. It's like good guys, bad guys. Something huge would have to happen for me to something really big. Something really big. But at this point, it's just kind of sad. Like, I mean, he does. You're right. He is like. So earnestly telling her, like, you are better than this. Yeah. And he believes it, and he's making it known that he believes it to her. Yes. Um, whereas, like, her friends don't seem to be picking up on that. No. Well, wi- fucking Willow. And I know <laughs> Willow's going through a lot and all that stuff, but I'm still annoyed that Willow is living in that house. Rent-free. Rent-free. And not even thinking about getting a job. Like, I know— oh. And she's not even really helping around the house. All she does is half-make omelets and leave oh them on God. the counter. Oh, my God. Can we talk, though, about— <laughs> Her studying style, this annoyed me so much. Uh, and maybe you, wait, what part? Because some people do this, so maybe you're one of these people, and you'll be like annoyed at me for being. Wait, what is it? it? I can't remember what she's she has. Doing. The book open, right? And she has highlighted oh, literally every single page, like eighty percent of the page. <laughs> what are you learning? Well, what are you learning well, so if you're highlighting every word? I think we're supposed to see that she's not absorbing any of the material. Oh, and we're she's, supposed to think she's badly studying. Yeah, I think okay, because, that makes me feel better because that because that's why Amy comes in and she's like, "Are you?" And she like looks down and it's fully highlighted. She's like, okay. "Well, uh. okay, that so, makes me feel better." Yeah, it's supposed to be bad, but I, there have been times like I've bought used books that are just highlighted, fully highlighted, and I'm like, "What are you doing? You are no. not learning." I mean, maybe your maybe your highlighter is following your like as you read, like the mm. way you can with your Kindle if you want. Sure, like. yeah, but like I don't understand how you're. This is not helping you retain information. Mm-mm. Read it once. I mean, do what you want to do. Study how you want to study. But, like, highlighting a whole page drives me crazy. Uh, like, I, if I was tutoring someone and they opened their book and it looked like that, I'd be like, so have you started studying yet? Because it looks like you just highlighted everything. I feel I like mean, people but. get really nervous about missing things, I guess. For me, I usually, and I'm thinking back to my law school days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is um, a whole other level of, like, I feel like that kind of dense, like, Probably medical school, law school, there's like a whole nother layer of density to the text that you're reading. Well, you like basically what I used to do is like highlight certain like terms of art or like important uh, uh, reasoning sections that like would be important to like mirror that language on a test. Sure. And then usually there's like elements of a law. Mm -hmm. So there's always elements of a law and you have to point out what the elements are and then you show how because, okay, a law school test those of you who don't know, is like um, they give you an example situation. Mm-hmm. And then they say, you've been hired as like the attorney for this person. Um, 
write down so it's either like objective or subjective so you're right. either like just saying how it would likely pan out right or advocate on behalf of this person okay. and then so you go through and you have to find every single issue and you create like an issues list okay so there's usually like a ton of issues it depends on how the teacher does yeah, yeah, it yeah. so it's either so, a ton of issues or like three issues and you really have to do you out. identify those issues or they're identified yeah. for you no they're not identified for you okay it's a it's a story you're basically okay. reading a little story of what happened and then you have to list what the issues are. You have to then state the issue, uh, state, um, uh, and the issue usually has to be like, um, so like you'll state like, okay, this person, like let's say it's a criminal test. So uh-huh. I'll be like, oh, this person um, was stopped like this. Uh, uh, the police officer stopped them and um, frisked them. Right. Uh, without like just saying like, let me frisk you. Yeah. So then you'd say, okay, this person was stopped by the police. And then you would identify the issue as like a stop and frisk. Right. So then you would go through and you would um, quote a law case or a, a case law mm-hmm. and then say how that was argued. And then you would say how it's different because it's usually never accurately mirrors right, right, it. Yeah. So you say like it's likely that it would happen with this. But given like recent rulings based on – and so you do that for every single issue. And sometimes there can be up to 30 issues. Okay. So you're manically typing. But so basically you you highlight like – um, terms of art is and, the is this open book? No. Okay. So you've memorized everything that's highlighted. Mm. I guess that's what it is. You can't possibly memorize an entire. You can't memorize book. an entire textbook. So that's why you highlight the parts. Yeah, you that highlight you need to memorize phrasing. Yeah. So like things, and then like um, sometimes there'll be like important facts that maybe the court has been like, oh, this thing was very important. Yeah. So then you highlight that part, and then you'll usually highlight like if they list like the elements of a law, mm-hmm. which will be like. Like the element of or the elements of um, battery right. in torts. So let's say private action mm-hmm. would be like, um, I attempt to assault you. Um, I end up touching in an offensive way your person or like your purse. Okay, like anything attached yeah. to your person, and harm results. Yeah, from so then that you have touching. to prove that all three of those things, all three of those things, and you have to like list. Why those things are proven, yeah, it's, yeah. like, horrible. No. And I just experienced a bunch of PTSD. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I wasn't trying to make you do that. I think, and maybe it's also style. And, like, I was raised by a teacher, and so I have, like, certain ideas of what I think is, like, how to learn best. Mm-hmm. But everyone learns differently. I think, yeah, you highlight those things. Then you write them down. That's mm-hmm. how your body, and whether or you type them, whatever, mm-hmm. is your style. But, like, it's the, like, the rote, the, like, the repeating mm-hmm. is how you retain information. I think also, like, and I think this is similar, like, um, I'm just remembering now, like, um, lectures mm-hmm. for law school. And it's, like, when you listen to a teacher talking, I yeah. remember seeing people try to write down literally every word. Every word and it's, like, you're not going to catch up. You can't no. type that fast. You're not a stenographer. No. So you're not going to remember it. And you're not retaining anything that you're hearing because you're it's not. It's just going through. Yeah. Whereas, like, I was always, if people liked, and I didn't really do it, but some people would record a thing yeah. so you could like re-listen to it but yeah write down the things that make the most sense. i also am a i used to use the cornell method like which is where you do like uh it's how you lay out your notes so you can it makes it easier to study so like it has a built-in um like uh, organizational structure mm-hmm. so that's so I, when i'd handwrite notes that's what i would do but like you're right you can't write everything down mm-hmm. also like when people are scrambling to write everything that's on a powerpoint slide and like will <laughs> ask a professor to stop and like it's like, That's insane. no, like you're a kook. Yeah. Like if you, one, if it's, how dense is this slide? Yeah. And probably not. Like 
you don't need to write every word that's on this slide. You know what I loved? When professors would print out the slide with the with note, the note thing and you can just do yeah. important. Oh my God, dream. Yeah, that, that, that was more of a college thing for me than law school. Yes. They do not do that for no, you. No, no, no. I get it. <laughs> um, I feel like in law school, you feel like you get a PowerPoint at all. You don't. You, you get don't. a person standing and talking. And here's the other thing that's true about these PowerPoint scribblers. And no offense to them. I'm sure they had busy God times. bless. But if you did the reading in advance. You don't need it. This is fucking review. Yeah. And if you did the reading and took notes, mm-hmm. you literally, I, I will guarantee you mm-hmm. that 90% of the things, 80% of the things that are on those slides, you already have in your notes. Yeah. If you didn't do the reading, you're right. This is new. Mm. It's scary. But like, probably if you did the reading, like, none of this is surprising you. Yeah. I also remember if you're one of those people that is just manically writing down everything the professor's saying in law school, they popcorn call on you. Yeah. So if you're not paying attention, yeah. you're just doing this and then they call on you and you're like, what did, what did the court rule in that thing? Or like, mm-hmm. what would you say was like the most important issue in this right. case? And you'd be like, uh. That's so embarrassing. Horrible. It's a nightmare. I mean, it's, a, I will, it's a not healthy environment. Here's, here's the thing that I will admit to you. And I think we've talked about my style of being asking too many questions. Mm-hmm. Very rarely did I get called on. Really? In that kind of situation. Because I already talked too much. Mm. They're like, so, we've heard enough. <laughs> very rarely would any teacher, so only like it happened a few times, but it was usually like if the teacher thought I was a te- like if I was kind of a teacher's pet, but like very rarely would like they go, Ryan, uh, you know, what it, yeah. whatever. I think you would do really well in law school. I was supposed to. Oh. <laughs> My mom's listening to this and being like, yeah, <laughs> um, we could talk about that. I, yeah, it was, uh, I was told ever since I was a little girl that that's what I should do. Oh, people love to say that to argumentative children. Uh-huh. And then I decided I was going to, mm-hmm. and I took the LSAT, and I did all that stuff, and then I just didn't, and then I moved here instead. I say more power to you. My whole family was disappointed. <laughs> well, but honestly, okay, they were I, disappointed, but it was like, retrospectively, like, one- uh, I would have graduated in 2009. Mm-hmm. Not a great time <laughs> to find yeah, a job. Yeah, no, 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 no. no horrible. Horrible there's find like a loss- job. There's like lawsuits about that. Yeah, it was like really bad. So like, I mean, my dad's like, oh, but you would have been one of the ones who got a good job. Yeah, but you still would have had debt. Yeah, I would have. Like, that was the big thing debt. to me. And even now looking back or like any grad school I could have gone to, like um, I don't want to have mountains of debt if I'm not doing the thing that I love. Exactly. So I totally agree. Yeah. So I would go back to school to grad school, but it would I feel like only if it was like this is this is this thing that I'm super passionate about. And I wasn't I was excited about challenging myself intellectually, but I wasn't like excited about the work. Yeah. If that makes sense. And I mean, it's very different in practice than it is in school. Right. So it like is way less fun. In my, I don't know. It's like <laughs> you're like having done both. I say I say boo earns to both. <laughs> Uh, I think you made the right choice. Hey, thank you. Um, but I would say, like, just if you could do it, like, in a dream, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. in those things where you could do it and then, like, blink and then be back to the life that you have. Like, I think you would be stellar at it. Oh, thank you. But you wouldn't have to get any of that debt. None of that would stick. Oh, my stick. God, none of the debt. Because I will tell you, no, it's, it's just, not fun. No, I can only imagine. Because my parents, uh, I guess this is, oh, whatever, we're on the internet. <laughs> uh, my parents paid for my like tuition in college Mm -hmm. so i graduated college without debt which was like i did too which felt great and so that was part of it too and and i think both of them because they both went to grad school and just assumed debt and did the careers that they wanted to with their life both found it very like didn't really buy my excuse of like Mm -hmm. 
part of why I didn't go to law school is because I didn't want the debt. Yeah. Especially my dad. But it's like, it really, and then it really, it's a lot. It's a lot to assume on yourself. It is a lot. And especially for, and I think that's like the difference. And I've talked about this, um, I think probably on this podcast, but also on other ones where it's like, there's a big difference between our parents' generation and ours, Mm -hmm. which is like such a goal. Theirs is like a goal oriented, like basically it's like you do this thing you just put your head down and you do the work and that's your fulfillment yep of like reaching like becoming a blank like mm-hmm. whatever your career is yep. and that's your life right whereas like for us i feel like i don't think i've found happiness yet but i think like at least career wise yeah like for it's really interesting when like people of my parents generation will be like well well i hope that you become the next like whatever fucking yeah. famous person and i'm like i don't want that no like I just want fulfillment from, like, doing the things that I like to do, which is to create various things. But that's, like, a Mm process-based thing. Well, I think it's it's totally true. I think, yeah, it's, like, looking at success not as milestones but, like, as contentment. But there's – and there's also a part, and I think it has to do with, like, our economy and some wars that have happened. (laughs) But, like, we (laughs) – And just some wars. But, like, I don't think we believe that – like my my parents assumed all of that debt and then they were able to buy houses yeah. and live that life. I don't know that I, I believe that that is something I will be able to do. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, I'd love that. Sure. Yeah. But I don't think I'm not. It's not that I'm not willing to work a miserable job until then. But like, yeah, I guess maybe I'm not. I'm not. Will- yeah, that's what. It's or I'm totally- not willing to live like in a city that I don't. Or a, a part of the country that I don't want to live in. Yeah. Like, I am living where I want to live. And that might mean that I don't have those things. Yeah. Because well, we trade we trade things. Yeah. And I think, yeah, it totally is. Like, also, there was an idea, too, in our parents' generation, which is, like, there's, like, a right way to do things. Mm-hmm. And that's just by doing what you're expected to do. Right. And, like, like, just put your head down, do hard work. There's also a huge value of, like, Doing hard work within the confines of, like, your job. Yeah. So, like, oh, well, like, if you just work hard, you get money. Yeah. Which, like, isn't the case. Like, I wish it were. I wish it were. God, I wish it were. Oh, my God. We would be so rich. We would be so rich. We would be doing this on the rooftop podcast booth at my house. Yes. Great. <laughs> it would be great. It would be fantastic. <laughs> but, like, that's just not – but at the same – and then so there's kind of, like, this thought of, like, well, how can you live like that? Like, how can you – feel content like yeah. knowing that like your hard work might not yeah be immediately paying off in dollars right or ever paying off in dollars yeah. because well because a thousand reasons yeah but, like yeah it, you you m- may never have these things this security of your mm-hmm. life that secure i guess maybe it's security versus contentment yeah like you i think like maybe i feel like and i can't speak for our generation um, what is it that girls quote? Like, I'm not the voice of generation, but like I can be a voice of the generation. <laughs> um, but like it's if you don't believe that security, if if working hard and putting your head down doesn't earn you security, then sort of what's the point? Right. So you might as well do the things that you, work hard at the things that you care about. Right. Well, because yeah, the thing that we do know that it can buy uh-huh. at least some of is contentment. And like yeah. And, like, a feeling of, like, well, at least I'm doing the thing that I, like, want to be 
Right. Because the thing is, I worked that, like I were, I did, I was working for the man. I did all that and it yeah. didn't buy me that much money. Like <laughs> I make more money now than I did then and well, I'm but- still not rich. So it's like, <laughs> it's not, yeah, you no, know, I hear you. so it's like, yeah, I am going to like, basically, according to my parents, like throw money out the wall and none of it will stick. But at least yeah. I know that I'm like, okay, well, but I get to like create cool shit with my friends yeah. and like that's like awesome to me and that buys me happiness yes some well, <laughs> yeah i mean who knows we all have brain chemistry yeah things. so there's that yeah there's that <laughs> but yeah i think i don't know right now in my life i get to do the things i want to do a lot of the time yeah and i freedom think freedom is huge yeah for us and so if i had a mortgage or or debt from grad school mm-hmm. Or if I had, like, gone through law school and then didn't like being a lawyer, which is pretty much what I felt like was going to happen, mm-hmm. I would either be a lawyer and be miserable or, I don't know. I mean, on a day-to-day basis, I get to do the things that I care about. That's the important part. Yeah. Where it's and, like you have that freedom because as a lawyer, you probably wouldn't. Right. And maybe I would have a house. Or I would have, I, I don't know that I'd live here. Like, I live in the city that I wanted to ever since I was a little kid. So that's like an important thing. You know? That's like a, it's it's a completely like non-monetary value. Yes. But it is, it's priceless. It's pri- like, it is priceless. It's priceless. It's, and like, I don't know. I don't like money. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mean, I, I'd love to have enough money to not think about money is my perfect amount of money. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know what my point was. I guess you're not like in your life. You're not like my goal is to be rich. Yeah, that's not in there. It should be. And sometimes I think to myself when I look at my bottom line and I look at stuff, I get maybe if I was a person who was more excited by money. But you're not like um, I I I I think we're kind of similar in that it's like it would be nice to just like not have to worry about things should they come up. Yeah. So sure, fine. A cushion is nice. Yeah. But I don't think you're like I want to be a baller. Like I want to like I want to be. You're not like um gonna be posting about how you're like hustling. No, on Instagram. No, (laughs) I'm not gonna be hustling. But yeah, I would love to set all of my my dream. Mm -hmm. I mean, my super dream is to like somehow have so much money that I can pay another person even do this. But my (laughs) dream is to set all my bills on auto pay. Oh, lovely! And think about my money at tax time. Sure. <laughs> That's my dream. But then even then you'll be paying someone to take care of yeah, all of exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. So that like super dream is I have an accountant who like also handles investments and mm-hmm. I guess do accountants do investments? Whatever. I get an investment guy. So then there's also someone making my money grow that I also sure, don't have sure. to think about. Great. But like current achievable dream is set my bills on auto pay and not think about them. Yeah. Until and not time. be worried. Not be That's... worried. Just like because everything. And, and when I say auto pay, I mean my savings, my retirement, everything. All, everything. Just like it's all it just up. does it. It just oh. like money comes in and then just goes where it's supposed to go. And I don't have to be like, oh, I, I don't have to think about it. You don't have to move money around. You don't, no. you, none of, you're not doing that. I'm not doing it. It's all the internet is doing. Oh, that. That's that, a dream. That's a dream. So we should get a Patreon going so that we can. <laughs> we probably should get a Patreon going. You guys, we have thrown, like when we're talking about throwing money at the wall, we have thrown so much fucking money at the wall doing this damn podcast. I know, but we love it. We do love it, but we probably will have a Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> but then you can tell us what to do and that's fun. That is fun. We like people. Being... Oh, I was going to say people love telling us what to do. Yeah. We, we like. Would... Were you going to say we like being told what to do? I think we like interacting with people who... Who like this show? I think if you've listened to this show and you spend this much time with us, 
Yeah. Then I'm excited. I would be excited to see what you would tell us to do. Well, yeah. And I'm excited to create stuff with you guys. I think that's, yeah. I'm excited for that venue. Like opening the lines of communication the other way is, that just is exciting to me. Yeah. I so mean, then you could be like a producer, which would be cool. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. And then we could like do some cool stuff. Oh, um, so much cool stuff. Which should be a dream. But I think we've kind of like, I mean, we, <laughs> for how much we say we don't like money, we spent a long time talking about it. Um, uh, okay. But we weren't really, we were talking about like philosophy of, of what success in life means i think more than yes. we were talking about literal money because we didn't get deep into like money talk no and i think it is important to understand that like everybody are uh well to quote both mine and baby boy collins hairdresser because we apparently have the same hairdresser that's amazing. uh every person's m- mind is a different world and that's like important Ooh, is that that's great so, that's so great so true um but like that like happiness is different to a lot of different people yeah, And just, like, let people try to pursue it their way they want to do it. Like, I think yeah. to be like, no, you must do it this way is very uh, – but you know me. You don't want anyone telling you. I detest rules. Oh, so did you see how right you were that I retook the I know. I Spriggs? felt bad I didn't know how to react because, like, I, I was so happy to be right. Well, because but- you were like, you're not a J. You are a P. And I was like, <laughs> shh, shh, shh. I was like, okay, classic INTJ response. And then I retook it and I was like, uh. <laughs> But, but I didn't know what right. to, I didn't know what to say again because like I was like I am so happy that I'm right but yeah. also like I don't want to be mean about it. Yeah, you, you I don't, don't want to say I told you so you just want to think it. No. <laughs> exactly. And I was like and I want to be humble but like I don't know how to be humble and kind yeah, in this because no. you'll be able to see through it. No, so I, was I like, would. And I was like I'll see her tomorrow. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, cuz the difference between perceiving and judging is you're you're a dive in. Oh, I'm absolutely a dive in. You're a dive in splash around and I'm a I will take a dive, mm-hmm. but I will have checked the water temperature. Mm-hmm. I will see how many lifeguards are around. Mm-hmm. I'll make sure there's no, like, babies in those, like, floaties. Mm-hmm. You know why I and think we work together, though? Well, mm-hmm. because you're not a person that, and I was actually just complaining about this type of person, that uses planning as an excuse to postpone. Oh, no. That's you know, how I get going. Right. Exactly. So yours is like, okay, we'll plan because I know that with the planning is the promise of doing. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, okay, fine. We'll yeah. No, you're works. good about it. Considering how much you don't like it. Because I listened to you. I mean, this is a plug for Colin's podcast. But I listened <laughs> to you on IndieGrad. Yeah. And you talked about how you like to just get, get you done. I like to do it. Whereas I do. I like the planning. But for me, that's what like revs my engine to get mm-hmm. going. Like that's how those are the pieces that make me know I'm going to do it. Right. Whereas, yeah, talking about it. Yeah, it's the t- talking about it is where you just get lost. Yeah. And I like that, like, because, um, yeah, exactly. Like, for you, the planning is the first step. Yes. Rather than just, like, all right, it'll buy us time to, like, make us feel productive and no. then not do anything because that drives me fucking nuts. I feel guilty, honestly, that we – I haven't done anything. Like, we had an idea for a show to do on – Oh, uh, on Twitch. On Twitch. And we haven't – like, we came up with the title. <laughs> we came up with the title. <laughs> the premise, the title. We came up with possible third co-host. <laughs> Who doesn't know about it yet. <laughs> Uh, Patrick, uh, Patrick, DM us. Uh, hello. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we, but like, I feel guilty that I haven't done more like concrete, mm. even if the concrete step is tell Patrick about it. <laughs> I mean, I guess, is that it? Patrick, <laughs> tell He's Patrick and then schedule a first, <laughs> I think schedule a first time. But yeah. like, I feel guilty because now I'm feeling like we're just talking about it. I'm like, no, but we're not. Yeah. We're going to do it. But like, I know we will do it because I know about our creative chemistry. Yes. So I'm not too worried. And also I'm like, there's just some stuff that needs to fucking be wrapped up yeah. before we can do it. And that way we can do it, do it. Yes, exactly. We have got to do it, do it. 
Um, but it's going to be great, guys. It's going to be really good. <laughs> Keep your eyes peeled for just various new th- uh, eyes and ears peeled. We're plugging old podcasts of Collins. We're plugging future shows that don't exist yeah. of ours. <laughs> and our future Patreon, which exists in like our minds. In our minds. That's another thing that we're talking about. Well, we'll do it. it that will, for sure will happen. That will happen. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to come up with like our all of our little like extra, extra ideas. Things. I think it'll be really cool because, yeah, I, we would love your guys' input on, like, where to go. Oh, 100%. Um, and, like, just do more stuff. Um, but I think we're— Here's the thing. Can I say that I've been dreading Double Meat Palace since the end of season five because I usually hate this episode. I enjoyed it better this time because, like, mm. in the context of watching two and everything, this is, like, to me, one of, like, the low point of mm. the show because I think— it's so arch at the at the restaurant. Yeah. It's uh, it, whatever. But we got through it. And I, had, I think this was really fun. I thought it was really fun. These also, I would agree, are my two least favorite episodes probably in season six. Yeah. Except for some other things. But, um, but these, those will be fun to be talk or good to talk about. Yeah. So I would say overall, I'm glad that I did these with you. Yes. Um, and I can't wait to see what happens next with, uh, with season six. Yeah. It's we're in an interesting place now. Um, but all of that to say, next week, we're going to have two – no. <laughs> yeah. Next week, we're going to do two episodes of Angel, Waiting in the Wings, and Couplet. Yay. And then the week after that, we'll be back to Buffy, and it'll be Dead Things and Older and Far Away. Mm. So Interesting. Keep your ears peeled. <laughs> um Thank you for listening, you guys. Again, if you want to help us out, please leave a lovely review on iTunes. That's the best thing to help us. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Hellmouthy. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kelly Nuji. You can follow Ryan on Instagram and Twitter at Rmogi. And I wish that you could see that beautiful interpretive (laughs) dance that Ryan just did. Patreon. (laughs) A vid aspect. Uh, Sure. 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 Let's do it. See, she says yes. This is why she's great. All right. Bye.